When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Win an ultimate rugby experience. Buy any two Rexona products from the Chemist Warehouse, enter online to win. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Monday the 4th of July and whew, what a weekend it was. Kempe, how are you brother? You've been busy? Yeah man, it's been real busy this weekend but an awesome weekend of sport with the All Blacks and the way that they tuned up Ireland by mm. 20, Brian. Get that Brian? <laughs> by 20? And uh, the Warriors yesterday, mate, just to wrap it off, was sensational. By 22? By home, you know, in front of a home crowd too, packed out. Um, uh, reminiscence of 1995 when they ran out of the tunnel and the flames and the and the drums and everything going. So, mate, good weekend. There's, it was on for Donkey Kong the weekend. Yeah. There was sport galore. Yeah, there Foxy. was Foxy on the heater, oh. mate. And last gun, second. He's got he's got a few payments uh, uh, as of late, Louis. Isn't the old Foxy's doing pretty well? Foxy just over the weekend one point fraction one point a fraction million dollars New Zealand for the weekend's work at the Irish Open (laughs) well done Ryan Fox he'll be upgrading his boat when he gets back I'm pretty sure but just back on the Warriors Kempe we're going to have a chat to Blake Ashford who has done both jerseys and uh, have a chat to him about that performance just after 7 o'clock a sold out Mount Smart was such a beautiful sight Warriors winning 22-20 uh, 22-2 over the Tigers, look, the Tigers were, were horrible, let's be completely honest. But, mate, great to see them back at home and a sold-out park. You see that streaker get absolutely snapped in half? Nah, Those the, red badge guys go good, a, eh? That was the second guy. I, I, I was actually looking down from the western stand and watching him. So he was running from south, mm. from the north back to Waikato. And I could see the guy coming out of the grandstand, the, yeah. the security guy, because he was slowly walking out. He was on. and It was slow motion. And the guy's looking back. He's he's done the other security guns. He's gone by five meters, and he's looking back to them. He's doing the old, yeah, waving in the oh. air. And he's just stepped off the sideline, and boom, 
and just snatched he's him. He's the best tackle of the game. But <laughs> those red badges, if you ever worked in the security industry, let us know. Do you, do you just do a bit of tackle technique? Do you go to a little training conference and, you know, just sit down and they want go to do through some... it slowly? Because some of those tackles are <laughs> bone crushing. I'll tell you what, they want to do some speed work because a few of them got left behind you. So there were six of them, mate, yeah. that got on the football field. Do you reckon field. they get in a bit of trouble? Uh, if they do get past, like obviously it's a bit of space they're going to cover. Yeah, I, 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 look, they have. Well, one of the they have like fifty blokes around the perimeter of the ground. Do you see them at the start of the game doing training? Oh. They do like imitate little scenarios. Yeah, it's yeah. quite funny. Not one of them got the, got the bloke before he jumped the mm. fence. So they done. It was obviously an organised uh, streak because there yeah. was half a dozen of them that got on, but not one of them got stopped before they got over the fence, which was which was um, scary. And then they just couldn't catch them. But they, but yeah, mate, I, I don't know whether the Warriors actually had that organised because it was great entertainment. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Well, there's a bit of a fine. I've heard one thing in Christchurch. I think it's like seven grand fine and two year ban from the stadium. So. Oh yeah, that's scary. So it's costly. It's costly. We don't condone streaking. I had one in Napier actually. A chick ran past me fully nude and slapped me on the bum. Didn't even see her. She made it back out. Oh, you didn't see it, right? No, no, no. I was obviously facing this way, and then someone's hit me on the bum. I was like, "What the hell?" Look behind me, and she's chick just run gone. All Blacks versus Argentina. Wow, (laughs) it was crazy, crazy, crazy. Anyway. Just on the All Blacks, we're going to talk to Issa Nathiwa. He's played over in Ireland for Leinster, 185 caps over there in Ireland. Issa knows well all about the Irish mentality and will join the show just after 8 o'clock. He's uh, played for uh, the Blues. He's played for uh, Leinster over in Ireland. He's played one cap for Fiji, which pretty much cost him his All Black jersey uh, going forward. He's an outstanding bloke, so we're looking forward to chatting to him. And then Am- Andrew Abdo is in the country, in the NRL CEO. Kempi chatted him with uh, ch- chatted with Andrew yesterday, and we'll have a um, we'll play that for you just after eight forty this morning. Great to have Andrew in the country, Kempi. Yeah, look, he came up and visited us in the box at uh, six o'clock last night post game. Great, look, I'll tell you what, from a CEO perspective, when you're looking at a CEO and listening to him, uh, that's that's a very very mm. clever CEO. He looked the part, um, he was very articulate, and didn't shy away from the hard questions. So. Um, was real good to talk to him uh, at the back of the back end of the Warriors. So he's real happy to be back in New Zealand. That the Warriors are back in New Zealand. So, yeah, we'll listen to that interview. Uh, gives us an insight into what the future looks like for New Zealand. Yeah, what was uh, all the questions that were thrown on? Like one would have been, what's what does next year look like, kind of for the Warriors? Yeah, like whether or not the, the NRL is going to play all their home games here. Yeah. He, he, you know, he, he tongue in cheek said, oh, "I've only been asked that about nineteen times today." Um, but we had to ask him the question on SCNZ just to see whether or yep. not the Warriors will play a full uh, com- uh, complement of games here in New Zealand, whether they're home and away. And the other one was in and around the state of play mm. here in New Zealand as far as pathway goes. Because as you know, uh, Rugby League in New Zealand's on life support and, yep. and there is no pathways. We lose kids to Aussie oh, hand over fist every year to the tune of 500 to 1,000 kids. So, yeah, it's it was really interesting hearing him talk about that part. Yeah. Because they... What one of the, um, I guess the key takes from the the conversation takeouts that I got from the conversation was that he said uh, this is a recruitment ground is really important to the NRL. Now, when someone says that, you're basically saying our commodity actually sits here in mm. your country, so it's a big part. Uh, I asked the question, what are you doing about looking after this country? It'd be also, uh, yeah, mate. It's, it's you're right on the money there, like with the importance that they hold within New Zealand. You know, we've got a lot of Pacific Island players here. And, 
we are you know under so much talent and it's it's great to hear that the NRL obviously you know uh, hold it with high importance within the within the realm. So and they and they have to too. Mm. You know, like it's <clears throat> or the, what you got yesterday is you've get twenty six thousand people. So the the crowd was twenty six thousand and nine people showed up to watch the Warriors. But you get nothing during the week for football or support for the game in the country. And it's sort of a really unusual circumstance, you know. So we've got the public and the taxpayer and and everybody that loves the NRL wants to watch it. And then you've got this dying game in the background that's yep. meant to be filtering through all these players to to uh, the Warriors. And I equated it to them like New South Wales and Queensland. I said, you know, you, you look after New South Wales, you look after Queensland, you've got all these schools, competitions and, and so forth, but we've got nothing like that in New Zealand. When are you going to start treating us like a state? Mm. And that's the, you know, that's the, that's the question. That's the million-dollar question. So hopefully um, we're going to see some change. When they're saying this is a, a, a hotbed for recruitment, they got it. They got to look after it. So, looking forward to seeing what that's, those sort of changes are. Hey, you say when you go on social media and you you get a real understanding of the importance of the Warriors, uh, the brand, and the following, the fan base. Like, I got mates all over the country, and they all jumped on planes and flew the, to Auckland and went along to Mount Smart. So you get people from all walks of life coming together to sell, uh, watch this, you know, team. Like it's like a test match, really. You think about the All Blacks, and everyone comes from around the country. Um, a lot of fans come from around the country. To well, watch my the hometown, mm. you know, I, I drove back from, I was up in Kirikiri on the weekend, so I drove back, got back, and my I had 13 mates with Mickey Walker um, at one yeah, of the hotels Mickey. in town, mate. They were, so I went around there, had a couple of beers with them midday because they're all getting ready to go to the Warriors. So they, they've driven up Thursday for the game mm. to go, go to the All Blacks and the Warriors. So you've got to think about it from a rural perspective that these boys are loving it. Walk into the Warriors, and here's two old boys from my hometown. One of them was... Um, Howie Tarmany's brother, who was our premier coach back in the old days, and John Niwa, who's our local co martyr from Waitara. And the first two blokes that I see when I'm walking in the stadium, mate. So you're right about the amount of people mm. and what this means to them around the country. They get so much support from outside of Auckland. If you did the double over the weekend, double eight, double three, let us know. Um, come through. I'd love to hear from you on the Temper Bed Post text machine and uh, let me know how you're feeling. How's oh. the dust this morning? <laughs> Izzy, you had a big weekend, the uh, ABs reunion on Friday night. How cool mm. was that to reconnect with some old teammates? It was awesome. It was awesome. One thing I noticed is uh, all the young guys are down the back. So we're all by the exits. They put the loud and the riffraff down, down the back of the <laughs> back of the room. And, uh, mate, it was cool. It was cool. As soon as I walked in, uh, you know, saw Ron Cribb. He's uh, oh. donning the cheese cutter and the glasses. And then uh, Andy Jefford, actually uh, went to school with his kids um, and Gizzy. He was actually there. So it was awesome to just see everyone come together. you got that All Black number, and that's your number. And they uh, it's, a, it's a celebration of the All Blacks brand and players. And just great to reconnect. Uh, I went and I was, I was like, oh, that's a loud table. Oh, who's over there? Walked over. Andrew Hall. <laughs> Tony Woodcock Wow Ali Williams um, Richie was on there But obviously he wasn't rowdy But mate Great to see those boys <laughs> Just having a wee catch up Conrad Smith was there And I know we've been Trying to track him down I said mate Get a number Give us your phone number mate I'm sick of this email system Like you're not You're not the king Come on Give me your number <laughs> he gave it. He's like mate Have you not got my number I've got your number So he had my number I <laughs> Um, so I got his number. <clears throat> we'll hopefully have a chat to him uh, one day. But, mate, special night being able to celebrate. Um, oh, oh, I'm hurting today. Yeah, I must be honest. I'm, well, I'm hurting. It was, a, it was a big weekend. Well, at least emotionally you're okay mm. because the All Blacks, they did what the All Blacks do, and they 
they sorted the opposition when they get, were given the opportunity. So you got to watch the game in the stands. How mm. were your nerves? Uh, look, to be honest, I was quite nervous, yeah. Like, we were going the game and, you know, like, as walking to the game, I never walked, like, up to up Kingsland <laughs> and, like, you know, like, down the whole walk and people on guitars and, you know, people going, is you know, getting amongst it. It was actually a really special occasion for myself to be able to just walk in as a fan, um, you know, went and got a nice cold brew and when I sat down in the, in the seats, I was on the end stands and I had a couple of pundits come up to me and I'm like, mate, I can't believe 66 Test All Blacks sitting down in the end and the knees. <laughs> I said, mate, I'm just like you, brother. I just, I love the game and I'm I'm with some cool friends, my brother-in-law and, and his his wife, uh, my, sis, my sister-in-law and, mate, we're just going to sit down there and celebrate. And it was really cool. I was nervous at the start because Ireland were just... They were just playing so well and, and exposing the All Blacks from the get-go like, with their, their game plan. We're going to touch on it throughout the show, no doubt. But, um, yeah, like they, they had all the all the things to put the All Blacks under pressure. And um, But, mate, the boys in black just got the job done in the end and I went home and celebrated through the night. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day. <laughs> really cool. Wait, on, on that, I, um, just like a punter in the stands, I had a real similar experience. We'll get to the can't wait question. Yeah. And I, I got to spend a bit of time with Joe Schmidt just for a bit of work I was doing at the game. And uh, it was myself, Laura McGoldrick, Joe Schmidt, and the All Blacks hospitality people. Would. Joe Schmidt has walked in, fair dinkum, in <laughs> jeans, sneakers, an All black scarf, and just a sweater, just like uh, the coolest dude. He's sneezing. He's, he's oh, like, like, cool, like Adidas, like cool, cool ah, sneakers. Okay. Like, yeah. like He was like cool dad. Yeah. And he, fair dinkum, just walked around, like chill as anything, like he hadn't even had anything to do with the preparation, like he didn't care what was going on in the world, just the most calm, cool, collected guy. We walked all the way around the concourse five minutes before kickoff, and only about three Irish fans recognised him because he was just cruising around. And the ones that did were like, oh, Joe, oh, Joe. And he's like, hey, mate, how you going? You know, just like as, <laughs> as happy-go-lucky as you can. Just, can we grab a photo? Yeah, sure. Me. Just the most calm dude. So we can talk about that later in the week. I was really impressed, and I'm yeah. almost certain he had something to do with the calm nature of the All Blacks and the way that, you know, the leadership guys we talked to, Dane Coles and Sam Kane, Sam Whitelock, Bodie, like they would have done the bulk of the work. But I can absolutely believe that Joe Schmidt just coming in for a calming old head and a little bit of an influence during the week would have done them the world I was quite good. surprised to see Fozzie in the, in the box. I don't think he was going to be there, eh, but... I think, the, I, think every do, I think every doctor in Auckland yeah. was probably surprised <laughs> to see them walking out of the hotel after getting COVID, what, three or four days earlier. Um, but they were there. You yeah. know, awesome awesome that Joe Smith got to hang out with you, Louie. And, and, yeah, oh, that's one of the that. That's one of the parts that I really love about New Zealand is that no matter how big your profile is, you can still walk around and people don't really. It's like, oh, you know, there's, yeah. you know, like you just said, mm. you know, I'm walking to the game and people are saying, hey, Izzy, how are you going? And they're just getting on with things. Yeah. It's not like they, you know, you look at the paparazzi in Europe and how people can't get around and stuff like that. But in this country, they're so respectful. Just such chill mm. people, really, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's, I completely agree, Kempia. And um, you guys have both obviously experienced that through, throughout your life so far. Anyway, 20 minutes past six. Can't wait, question of the day. And keep this real simple, real simple. I'm going to do lots of rugby league after 7 o'clock on 0800 150 the Kennard's High phone line. Do Ireland win a game this tour? They have four opportunities, three, three opportunities to come. One Māori All Black midweek game, 
two weekend games. Forsyth Bar, Wellington. Do Ireland, after seeing what you saw in the weekend, win a game this tour? Let's go early. Let's go hard on this one. 20 minutes past six, 0800 150 811. I got a TAB voucher for someone coming through. Izzy and Kempe, their verdict after this. Here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past six o'clock this morning. Dave says, also, well done, Kempe, with your horse. What a divvy. Yes, Dave. We'll talk about that in about five minutes' time. Just just hang tight, Dave. We'll get all the Just Ask Me content in the world in a little bit. But before we shut off, the can't wait question of the day was, do the Irish win a test this series? Kempe, what do you think? Uh, if they win one, I think they win the late the late one when some changes are made. The All Blacks have put it in put it in the bag. So, um, look, I saw enough from the Irish to to think that if they they got a few break um, breaks and a, a little bit of luck, that it would have been a lot closer. And and they can play, you know. And they showed right from the get go. They scored that first try. They had some momentum. Um, they were playing. I thought through the middle of the ruck. They were going back up through the middle of the ruck, but they just they just. A couple of lucky bounces, you know, mm. from those chip kicks and that could have just changed the face of the game. Uh, but the All Blacks, mate, just patient and ended up just, you know, doing what they do, which is um, building pressure and taking their opportunities. And that's what Test Football's all about. They live, they live life on the edge, the Irish. They play a, a brand of rugby that is expansive. They love to throw the ball around. And like you said, Kempe, if they don't get it right, that's when the All Blacks pounce. You think Severus has tried just to drop ball and... He sprinkles away and, and those chip kicks. You know, don't go kicks. to hand, oh. turnover. The All Blacks, they live off scraps. You feed the beast, that's how you feed them. Just dropping them and making uh, errors and then they can punish it just like that. Only reason, only way they've got a chance is if Johnny Sexton plays. Johnny Sexton is a key cog for the. He is their game, he is their leader, and he keeps them in check. So when he went off, I knew it was going to be a tough night for the Irish. So... Don't know what the update for his injury is. He got a bit of a knee to the head. Is he can Andy Farrell said so. He passed his second HIA. Yep. His third one will be on Tuesday. He says he 100 percent expect him to be playing this weekend. Yep. He came pulled up really good after the game. I don't see them winning a, a game, but he, if they're going to have any chance, Johnny Sexton has to be available for me. Joe Carberry did a you know, okay job, uh, and there was like a couple of tries. You know that try under the under the sticks where they dropped it. Uh, Joe Carberry's try when he dropped it. So like. Yeah, Johnny Sexton, huge part for him. He's got to be there. Right, well, double eight, double threes lit up. And uh, after an All Blacks win, why wouldn't it? Irish game plan is to double-edge sword for them as they kicked well, but no. But AB's open to play with it. And when they get the ball, Geordie and Bodie, I think, mm. are too good. That's from Jeffrey. And under the roof, I can't see the Irish winning if they're going to kick that much. Seriously, I thought the only chance the Irish did have was a, ha- a hijack in the first test and <laughs> the All Blacks and the Māori team will regroup and only get way better. That's from Mark. can see the logic in that, Kempe, with even more time under the belt. The ABs should grow. Oh, well, that's, yeah, look, the first game with that crew, um, I think the All Blacks definitely get better. Uh, the Māoris, with the cha- I think the change in the halfback can go either way. You know, I thought Brad Webber was outstanding, mate, Wednesday night. Mm. Um, TJ, you know, that... that, that that fire in his belly can can really work against them as well. So hopefully he's nice and calm, TJ, when he gets that shot in Wellington. Yeah, in front of his whanau, what an occasion that'll be. Uh, no, don't think they'll win a game, boys. Best chance was to steal game one. That's from Simon. And good morning, team. From what I saw over the weekend, the ABs were the most impressive side. As for Ireland, no, I think they will go home winless. Cheers, Dave Caracas. So 
hundred percent success rate. Yeah, look, and I know what um, Dave's uh, talking about too, because you, you think of the variations that the All Blacks um, offered up. You know, like we traditionally you're always hitting that middle pod, and teams have figured that out and really coming up with a lot of a uh, lot of heat. And I remember I was sitting in the Kuru Lounge with. Uh, Fozzie a while back and I was talking about the game plan I said yeah you expecting you know there's no time together so what are you kind of looking at and I, I spoke to him about the Chiefs style of play you look at the Chiefs they like hit that that wide attacker and he's quite wide so he finds he finds that middle seam and there's always someone there like it's usually Luke Jacobson for the for the Chiefs well on the weekend it was usually George Bauer or you thinking Geordie Barrett's try or Sammy Whitelock when he got that ball wide and he hit back to Rico Iwani and hit Tupai and beautiful handsome Tupai to Leicester but they're getting out wider, and I've seen a yeah. bit of a... Do you mean from phase play here? Is he just, from phase play. So when, so if you imagine it, so there's a ruck, say, midfield, and then you've got the forwards all stacked away, and there might be a pod here, and then there's that kind of maybe one guy a little bit further out. So they're skipping the first two yeah. and hitting that wide. So there's a pod that that's like a, a pod of three, mm-hmm. and you've got the middle guy. He's usually the guy that's going to get the ball most of the time. But what they're doing, and then, then there's that inside guy, and he's usually inside cleaner. But what they're doing is they're, they're skipping both of them, and they're going to that third uh, attacker outside the middle guy, and uh, he's the guy that's finding a lot of space and, and exposing teams. You look at the Irish defence; they come up really hard to, to uh, put pressure on that pod, but that third guy's just getting left behind, and that's where they were getting a lot of uh, a lot of gains there. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting if the Irish can fix it up, but from the weekend, mate, there's a bit of variation. And, that's, uh, that's a really hard one to fix up because mm. it's such a risky play when you're playing it on offense as well. Yeah. They go, Aaron Smith, if it's not Aaron Smith's pass, yeah. they don't get to that mm. third bloke so consistently. Um, and where, what Foxy was talking about bending the line, that was called bending the line. Mm. So that third, that third um, ball carrier outside that pod that was getting a outside the, what they call the C defender, he was poking his nose through the line, which meant that they were straight on the, the front foot. And that's why you got the nice hands, yeah. the nice quick hands, because yeah. they were able Aaron to move Smith. forward with it. And the only way that they can do that is what, as he always tells us, new two can be skills, skills, skills. There's nothing Mate, special. Aaron it's Smith. Pass and catch. Aaron Smith's pass. I was watching the game too, and I thought, Aaron Smith's just killing it here. Mm. He's a freak, isn't he? 28 away from seven. We'll keep this going. Joe from Gizzy, you're up after the news. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to ask you, can the Irish steal a game this tour after what you saw in the weekend? Let's keep the conversation going. 28 away from seven. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building Aotearoa. <laughs> SENZ, 25 away from 7 this morning. I was in the All Blacks line where Louis was with Marshy and Joe Schmidt was brilliant. Thanks for that, Tim. I hope you enjoyed the footy. Joe, you're in Gizzy. You would have loved what you saw from the All Blacks and the Warriors this weekend, mate. Yeah, morning, the boys. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get to those games. Uh, I had to cater a wedding on Saturday night, so we pushed the wedding early. Had the 50-inch TV in the catering trailer to cheer <laughs> on our Black Brothers. And... Uh, we romped home, and um, our lock came in once again, Louis. So we were filled up, and then uh, yeah, we had about 20 boys around with all the leftovers from the wedding on the on the smoker, and uh, yeah, got pretty yeah. dusty last night with our warriors getting home. <laughs> so uh, outstanding weekend. So we are the 18 of us going to Dunedin from Gizzy this weekend, boys, to represent. Oh. Flying down Thursday into into Christchurch couple of van loads drive to Dunners and uh, we are locked in for a serious dusty nice. weekend 
We've got Monday, Monday flights home, boys. Monday flights home. <laughs> You're not going with the McPherson twins, are you? No, but I, I grew up with the uh, with the Jefford boys. Oh, Played a bit of rugby yes. against them. Uh, the Narfa boys, uh, uh, Izzy. Yes. And uh, they are good people. And Andy Jefford, you couldn't get a better man, mate. You uh, could not get a better man than Andy Jefford. Oh, mate, it was good to see Andy. He was... Uh, you're having a good old time. Last time I seen Andy, mate, still active, biking up the Wainui Hill and putting some mahi in, mate. So, nah, it was a great weekend for our brothers in black and great to see the Warriors at home, eh, mate? Oh, mate, could you see that crowd firing up? We got we got it. You know, the next next home game, 29th of July, we're up there against the storm. We got our tickets. You know, we just need we need some something from Abdo, uh, Kempi, to actually give us, you know, Three or four, or five home games in a row to get our get our momentum back, yeah. you know, and, mm. and just just say thank you to our people because they showed up, you know. I don't think there's many other crowds this year have been thirty thousand in the NRL. Yes, with this, uh, yes, with Origin, but I don't think there's many many crowds of thirty thousand, you know, that have come good opposed to opening day, you know, and 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 geez. It looked amazing up there. I think I think the main thing here is that, you know, the question is going to be asked about these other clubs to, to support the Warriors and it's going to be left in the ball mm. in their, their court because it's actually their corporate dollar that you're asking them to give give up to come and play these games in New Zealand. But I, I totally agree with you. To get a full crowd sitting second last and then to come out and do what they did and play just shows you how much passion there is in this country for that game of rugby league. Love it, Joey. Hey, thanks for the call, Joe. Have an awesome time later in the week. Give Go us well, a bell brother. when you're on the road, mate. <laughs> Give us a bell when you're roading. Bring your smoker up. <laughs> we'll catch up with Joe. I know. He's a great listener. Love it, Joey. Appreciate that and Gizzy, mate. And that's three locks in a row he's given me Saturday mornings. He is on fire. Mm. Almost like the great man. Task me is right to the outside. It's starting to come after them really quickly. Very flash kick on over on the inside. Starting to lift as well. Really good finish here. Just ask me. 100% for the day for Shake Al Shirok. Shake Al Shirok. I'm so gutted. <laughs> I'm not gutted. I just, I'm just going to go back and find the message. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I read it out too, mate. Because yeah, I was just covering my, I was covering my, my bets on that. What a ride! Oh, what a ride! What a uncle, ride by the young kid, Uncle. I'm gonna smash. Just ask me. <laughs> too much weight, I think. But man, if it wins, yeah. <laughs> there you so, go. To be fair, Kimpy's kind of left that up to interpretation. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just I read the first half. Well, you know, you know what he said. You know, because. It's okay. Some guys will text me and say, what do you reckon? And I'll just straight up say, yeah, man, put some money on it, mm. you know? But when Izzy says, I'm going to smash it, <laughs> he's dead. like, I'm thinking of Daisy and the kids. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not thinking of Izzy. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a couple cool. of weeks coming up here where they might be eating Musashi protein wafers. <laughs> no. But it's said, oh. man, I would have bought chemist warehouse. $8. That's a fine line. Wow. Oh, that's so good. No, I appreciate Thanks, that, Kimmy. That's <laughs> That's great. That's great. And um, look, loveracing.nz, you can go catch the replay of it. Really good point you make there, Kimpi, around the ride from uh, it's young Jatish Madhu. And look, Al's had so much success with apprentices, but we know, and everybody knows, he's got a reputation. He's hard on them, and he, he works them hard. And I'm sure he would have said well done because it was a great ride. It's not an easy horse to ride. 
Um, and he scrubbed it all the way down the back straight, made sure he was awake. And once he got into the straight and leveled him up, gave him a couple of good tickles with the whip, and then just rode him we like a rocket, rocket ship, mate. And, I mean, you must be so proud when you see your big boy under a weight like that. Just cl- reel them in. And if, if he kept going, he would have kept going. Look, I, I remember when he when he started coming good, you know, like, and Al phoned me up and he said, you know, Mac, I think we've got a really good one here. And, I, you know, we were just thinking, oh, we'll get a couple of races in. It'll be good just to go and have a few beers with the boys. And then he just started winning races. And he is a very, very good horse. But he's... You know, a little bit like his owner, it takes a little bit to get, you know, <laughs> to get going. <laughs> and I said to Al post post race, I said, "Mate, you got to be, you must be happy with that." And uh, what did you say? And he said, "I just told the young fella, don't stop. All right, he's going to keep on giving, but don't you stop because once you stop, he stops." Mm. And you can see that's exactly how he rode. Mister Mister Kick again mm-hmm. goes back last, and I'm thinking those lightweights, mate, they're eight lengths in front. What a, what a race to get to try and get it back up to the front. But then when he came around the corner, I was going straight at the corner. I was like, mate, he's a chance. Well, I didn't think he'd win it. I thought those other horses had had uh, way too less weight on them. But, mate, he's a champion. He's a very good horse. He's gone for the drive from New Plymouth to Hastings. He's taken Ladies Man, who's skirted them. He's taken Just Ask Me, who's won the, the big race. And then, as well, Darcy LaBella, who's going to bring back and try, run in the Tarzino, I'm pretty sure. And why wouldn't you? Because she's a talented mare. Ladies Man's, he's got Fleming. a... Fleming. And then Fleming the day oh. before, it, it was when we left Well, we, we tipped that one out. We tipped that one out. That was the special Fleming. I spoke to Alan, he said, you know... This one I've got on Friday. It's a it's a good horse, mate. It should win, and it didn't just win. It it was it had flippers on compared to those <laughs> other ones, didn't it? It won by oh, thirteen and a quarter lengths. Panels on them. And I said that to Al on Saturday morning. You know, when when Darcy Labella won, I went, mate, you're on fire. Mm. You're actually, you know, and because I'm like that, I'm, I'm like, listen to Alan, but I'm like that. If if they're training the horses together and you've got a good environment, and I've followed Alan. Generally, if when his horses go well, they all go well. It's a really good rule of thumb, Kempi, actually, just across stables, isn't it? If you get a couple, and because you're right, they work them together, they're usually at the same standard, unless you've been told this one's a few weeks behind. But at this time, so when the it's not the first, none of these are fresh up, they should all be rock hard fit. And if one of them wins, you know that the next one's probably going to go close. And if they start winning, even under the weight, though, it was a really good top four bet, nice. really good place bet. And if you got... The eight dollars ten on the tote. Well, mate, I had plenty. Well done. My, Let us know where the party is. My phone, my phone blew up saying thank you very much because a lot of blokes got the eight dollars. Oh, I love it. Dad was dad was ready, 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 and then he just <laughs> said, "Nah, nah, I'll listen to Kimpy today." <laughs> send, send your dad that text. Loveracing.nz. Go cop the replay. Uh, what an absolute run it was from Just Ask Me. Seventeen away from seven. Uh, do you reckon the Irish will win a test this trip? Down here, double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The same number you call to play Quizzy Dag. Willem and Trevor wants to on. get someone to the Goldie five hundred. You just got to win to be in the draw. Give us a call. Questions on your radio. 
Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. 0800 150 811, you're mine. It's Quizzy Deck. Give it a go. It's Quizzy Deck. Now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Deck. Who knows the most? It's Quizzy Deck. We're going to the go go. Yes. 0800-150-811. I think New Zealand's a little bit slow today, but that's fair enough. What a weekend it was, a sport. How good. We're going to get... We've got Brenton on the line. Morning, brother. Morning, brother. How you going? Yeah, good, brother. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. Ready to rip into Quizzy Dad. Good luck. Question number one. Who won the British Grand Prix this morning? Listen to that, have a friend, brother. Yeah, a bit of a saint. Yeah, yeah, mate. Oh, sorry, Brenton. Have a good day, brother. We'll chat to you tomorrow. Tim from Christchurch. Morning, Tim. How we doing? Yeah, very, very good. Thank you. Who won the British Grand Prix this morning? Formula One. Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz. Awesome. Question number two. How many title fights has Israel Adosanya now had? Uh, seven. Oh, Richard McCall. Oh, not seven. Sorry, Timmy, mate. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Richie. Morning, Richie. Morning, Morning, morning. How many title fights has Israel Adosanya now had? Twelve. It is not twelve. Sorry, it's not twelve. Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Jade and Hamilton. Morning, brothers. How are we? We are good, mate. How many title fights has Israel Adelsanya now had? Uh, got a clue on this one, there, Uncle. Adi Sevilla. Eight. Bang. Question number three. Which tall black legend has signed with the Tuatara for the remainder of the season? Legend. Legend. Uh, Dylan Belcher. <sighs> Not Dylan Belcher. Not Dylan Belcher. Sorry, bud. <clears throat> Have a good day. We're going to go to Ed. Morning, Ed. Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> Jack. He's, uh, He's a legend. He's a legend. He's penniless. The only legend I know is um, Piero Cameron. Ooh, he's another legend, but it's not him. It's his mate. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. Have a good day, brother. We're going to get a mark in Christchurch. Morning, boys. Has anyone said six? I haven't been listening. Oh, no, no, no. This is a new question. New question, Mark. Oh. We've got, we've got... <laughs> what was the answer? Was it six? No, it was eight. Oh, it was okay. Eight. It was eight. Question number three. But I'll give you another shot. Who's <laughs> laughing? Cut it out, Kempi. <laughs> question number three. Which tall black legend has signed with the Tuatara for the remainder of the season? Six. <laughs> oh. 
Tony Kemp. I've got no idea. <laughs> Tony Kemp is, is I'm back. He's back. Oh, awesome, mate. Have a good day. We're gonna go Simon in Auckland. Morning, Simon. How you going? Good. Which tallback legend has signed with the Tour Tara for the remainder of the season? Can we give a clue before, or did I mishear that? A penny for your thoughts. Kirk Penny, is it? Kirk Penny is correct. Question number four. How many games have the ABs gone undefeated at Eden Park? Um, uh, It's in the 20s, eh? I'll go like 29. You are incorrect. And you know what? I'm in the draw. Yes, for my Monday. Sorry, Simon. It was 47. The last answer was Torhu Harris. He scored the first try at home. Wow. A rare rare clean sweep in the quiz from the Dagmeister. He's done them there. Oh, look at Kiz. He's dancing. Kiz is dancing. In the kitchen. Yeah, he's wicket maiden. Six. <laughs> Six away from a seven. Not lying as well. Uh, back up to this with one more of your texts here on the Irish. It's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Here's a great text from Barry to close out the air. Hi, guys. I don't think the Irish will win any of the games, but if they do, I hope it's the second test so we can see what the All Blacks can come up with. With the and with the series tied in Wellington, that's from Barry and Kempe. You have to say a tied series going into a place where the All Blacks have had some trouble would make for excellent drama, wouldn't it? Well, as he always talks about that. So, mate, I, look, I think they would maybe a pinch away from getting a lot closer. They had five tries, I think, disallowed um, or dropped over the try line. Mate, who knows? Who knows? Barry, love it. And you can have a $50 TAB bonus bet for your troubles. Appreciate your texts on the Temper Bed Post text machine and your calls on 0800 150 811, the Kennards Hire phone line. We're going to change tack and talk Warriors, all things rugby league, with Blake Ashford, then Kempe for the next hour. And we're going to need your calls. Off to find them at Cafe Coffee. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Feed your cravings with the Quest Nutrition Range, now 15% off at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Monday the 4th of July and we're talking all things sport, reacting to the weekend. Ryan Fox, 8-under in the final round at the Irish Open to be outright sitting in second place. 600 and something thousand euros. They need to go to the LOV, Foxy. Surely, Kempe. 
you're predicting there's a big offer I from the shark to Foxy. You reckon, you reckon he's, he's they'll be circling, eh? The shark will be circling. Yeah, for sure. The little fox, they run that little contract into the mm. bush. He'll be just checking it out. Going into the open at St Andrews, of course, with good form. Good form is Ryan Fox. So watch him. Fox Tracker might be able to just... See what he's part. I think it was about 81 bucks last uh, week I checked. He might have come in a, a wee bit more now. So be good to, if you've got a, a little dollar there, maybe fire it off. Foxy, I'll stay off because uh, I want Foxy to win that one. I didn't stop the weekend's horses, though. No, hey. no. Hey, Kevin. Good didn't, on you, boy. Didn't stop there. Anyway, we're going to talk a bit of league this hour. We're going to have a chat to Blake Hashford shortly about the Warriors. They were at home uh, yesterday afternoon, and what a sight it was. Mount Smart. Thousand days, I, was, I heard it was, mate. Over three years, they've been away, plying their trade over in Australia, doing it tough, and they've got the most fanatical fans here in New Zealand and around the country. I said earlier, fans from all over parts of, of New Zealand made the trip to Mount Smart, and someone that has done it all is our next guest, and I'm going to throw it to you, Kempi, to do the intro. Yeah, if it was their grand final, welcome to Mad Monday, because the Warriors got <laughs> their win in front of their adoring fans at Mount Smart Stadium, and while the Tigers played their part, that's for sure. Going to the left now, that looks like a flat pass. It comes away, and it's scored by Brown. No, I think the Warriors have come up with it. They've planted it on their own end goal. Chris Sutton says, yep. The hands go in the air from the Warriors faithful. Jesse Arthurs is telling them about it. The ball goes into the crowd. That ain't coming back. Time is up. 22 points to two. The Warriors <laughs> take it. Their homecoming game. The fairy tale complete. They're back home. They're back in the win column. They're back. And we're back, Kempi. What a game and what a way to welcome these boys home. Yeah, in isolation, it was a special win for the Warriors, who broke a losing streak of seven games and delivered Stacey Jones' first win as head coach. I think Blake Ashford was standing in the crowd when they kicked that ball in there and took the ball home. Hey, he's joined us on the radio this morning. <laughs> hey, Blake, how you going, mate? Good, boys, good. Oh, yes, he's just lying in their bed on his pillow. Yeah. Big weekend, mate, up in <laughs> Auckland, eh? Papa Ma will be happy to get oh. rid of you, actually. Oh, mate, I think they well, I'm ready to head home. Uh, I think Auckland's taken me once again this weekend uh, on a wild, wild trip. But uh, it was finished in style. Hey, mate, what did you think of the game yesterday? You know, 26,000 people. Oh, awesome. uh, I thought they I thought they ran a clinic, the Warriors. They, they couldn't be more clinical. What's your thoughts? Oh, exactly, mate. I think um, just the whole setup of the day, even the coming through the tunnel again, like the like the good old days, you know, the, the fire, the smoke was there. Mate, that just set the tone for the day. And then I, I thought the whole game was won in the first twenty. Really, um, the the boys probably should have been up a bit more. It was just those last passes that uh, the Tigers wingers were just knocking down. I thought Shawnee back home just looked looked like himself a bit. Um, you know, he the the extra step that. Extra bit of pace, the footwork, just to set some players up. And um, there were a couple of standouts throughout the game. Even Chanel Harris-DeVita, I think, at fullback was yeah. in everything. Um, so, look, the, the boys were definitely on, and um, it was good to see. Mate, what was the noticeable changes you saw in the tactics from, from the Warriors? I know as uh, last couple of weeks they probably haven't kicked as well, but Sean Johnson uh, getting to the kick and relieving some bit of pressure there, mate. Was some other noticeable changes for you? I think it was just the ball movement, to be mm. honest. Um, 
they looked when I saw that first twenty, we had all the ball, so it was really one there. I mean, the the defense from the boys was good, but the way they just moved the ball side to side and the um, just the cohesiveness they had together, I just think um, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, Chanel at fullback as well, being an extra half really helped. I think Volkman's first game at Mount Smart, he, he was good. He was solid. Um, yeah, Sean, like, I've seen Shawnee after the game on the field with his daughter, and you, you can tell he had a big smile on his face. They were running around. It's obviously, his daughter's first time at Mount Smart, and he, he was just so happy to be home, I reckon, and it showed in his footy. Yeah, you could you heard it in his comments post, mate. He was talking about his mum and dad. It's been a long couple of years away, so it was awesome to see him have a have a smile on his face. Well, I want to ask you about Jesse Arthur's mate in the centres. Uh, what do you think he's he's got a big future ahead of him, mate? And that's probably been a position where the Warriors probably have been lacking in the last couple of weeks. He took a nice step in the right direction. Yeah, I think certainly. I think he was good. He was um, trending with his form um, at the start of the year and really looked uh, like he was going to lock that centre position down. And um, look, I think after his performance, well, so far this year and even yesterday, I think, um, or I'm hoping the Warriors uh, re-sign him and, and keep him on. Um, I know, I think the, the the Broncos, I think who let him go, would be uh, <laughs> wanting him back. But I'm, I'm hoping that uh, the, the the Warriors sign him on. So. Mm. It, it did firm up their defence as well yesterday, having a centre there who, um, you know, wasn't so young as being in the game for a bit longer. So um, that that was good. Very good to see. So what about the Tigers, Blake? You know, your old team uh, struggling big time. I thought Luke Luke Brooks uh, probably looked a little bit better when he moved to dummy half, but it was pretty average in the seven jersey again. They just seemed to uh, lack the confidence in scoring points. Yeah, I know. I mean, look, I, I think that first half, they only had the the two sets in the Tigers' half. Um, it's hard to win a footy game like that. I know, looking, like I said, after that first 20, looked at the Tigers and they were just real bunched. I think it just took it out of them. And it's going to be hard to come back from here um, and, and win games. Uh, look, I, I don't know what way they go, uh, to be honest. I think team they've got, they're just going to have to play the season out and maybe Jagger win here or there. I, I, I really don't know what direction they're going to go in. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who they pick as their coach because I think um, yeah, I really think that the next coach they need as a stable coach who's going to be there for, for a long time and really stamp his mark on the club. Talking about coaches, uh, the Warriors, there was we had a, we had a uh, lunch on Friday afternoon with Cam Smith was up on stage and he said that there's an announcement this week in and around the coaching. Mm. Mate, I'm hearing rumours that they're probably going to give it to Stacey Jones with a few of the old boys surrounding him. Have you heard anything? I haven't, no. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm, I, I know all the boys respect Stacey. Every, everyone respects Stacey. And everyone will play for Stacey Jones. Um, look, I, I'm all for it if we give it to Stacey. And I and I hope Stacey, that's what Stacey, Sorry, that's what Stacey wants. Um, yeah, look, I I originally asked for Christian Wolf because I didn't think Stacey would have wanted the job, but you know, Christian Wolf has turned the Warriors down. So, um, like I said, mate, I've said it numerous times this week. In Stacey, we trust. Yeah, that's uh, mate, interesting for me, mate. Just looking back on the crowd, the homecoming, like you said, running out of the tunnel. 
Uh, their, their next game is up against Melbourne. Uh, Parramatta, they get a week off. Parramatta got a couple of hard games uh, coming up. What do you think they have to do, mate, to get the keep the roll going? I just fight. I, I think they'd take confidence out of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being there and playing that footy. I know you're not you're not going to verse that same opposition every week, but the things you do and the things you can control exactly what you do at training, exactly what you bring to the game. So if they bring this energy, and obviously we know they're not going to get 26,000 Screaming Warriors fans at every game, but if they bring that same energy they had within themselves this week, I think that just the football will do itself. Um, as the defence was on yesterday. We spoke about their attacking ability. Mm. It's all there. It's just um, putting it together now. Just got to take out what they did yesterday. And talking on the defence, it's probably been... Uh... You know, the, the, the probably part of the Warriors season where they've lacked. Um, Justin Morgan's been under a hell of a lot of pressure, but, you know, keeping a, a team to, to two points, they'll take a lot away from that, mate. Was there any difference in their defensive kind of makeup and the way they bought their defence that you've seen? Okay, they, they're probably heading in the right direction? Um, there, there was less, I think. Mm. Um, there, there was more patience in their defence, especially when the Tiger. We, no, the Tigers weren't throwing a lot at them, but when they did, the boys were very patient and moving together. I think, you know, we spoke about Jesse Arthur's out in the centres. I thought he brought a, a bit of calmness out there. Um, and just the scramble, I think, just the, there was a couple of times I've seen Joshy Curran turn in and the the Tigers went through. And then the next minute you've got Joshy Curran saving that try with about three or four others there. Mm. I thought, um, yeah, the edge defence really stood up yesterday when it needed to. And it, that's the way they're going to have to go throughout the year because if, apart from one or two games, we've been pretty solid through the middle. Um, and I think it's just been our edge movements that have been letting us down. But the young kids are going to grow. And like we said, hopefully take confidence from, from that. Yeah, hopefully they can, mate. I'm, they've got a couple of uh, real humdingers coming up in power in Melbourne. Mate, just don't... Uh, we're going to attack left here. Just on the refereeing and, the, and Katie Brown in the box yesterday with the bunker... I don't know if you noticed, but she made really quick decisions in the bunker and, and some of the refereeing and comments from the coaches on the weekend, Blake, Trent Robinson especially, going on um, mm. about the way that he's refereed. What do you take uh, from having, I guess, one a woman up in the bunker that actually makes a decision in 10 seconds and some of the uh, refereeing decisions over the weekend? Um, mate, there wasn't overly a lot that I saw on the weekend. Um but, you know, I, I did see the, the Roosters game. And I, th- I thought it was, you know, you don't really see a player like Joey Manu blow up. Mm. And you can tell that when he is blowing up that, you know, obviously the refereeing decisions were a bit wrong. Um, look, mate, it's a tough job. And we sit here and critique him all, all yeah. day. Um, I, I, I love the, um, the, the quickness that the bunker was there yesterday. Um, with all the calls, even if there were some that we thought might have been maybe the Wade Egan try was a try, I don't know. Um, but look, it just speeds the game up, and it's uh, it, it was good to see. I know there's always going to be complaints every weekend about a referee in which game here or there, but um, look, I mean, I, I don't want to do it. I'd be happy to sit down with the <laughs> 26,000 again and... Like I said, I don't know if it was the uh, the beers from Saturday night, but I was extra emotional yesterday. <laughs> beautiful, Blake, beautiful. We've got a question for you on the text machine, mate, on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Great show. Can you please ask Blake if he knows how the guy who won the TAB promotion got on with his $15,000 bet? Jamie. 
Yeah, no, he um, he was unfortunate. Um, he had a couple of options. He's thinking Warriors 13 plus. He was thinking uh, Wade Egan to score. But he ended up placing the bet on Shawnee Johnson in time try scorer. So, look, it was a tough gig, especially... Oh, mate, Wade he should have talked to us. Yeah, oh. uh, Wade crossed first, and then we were like, oh, no. And then, obviously, the boys were on fire. But I'll tell you what, Shawnee... I was happy with the pick, because Shawnee was going off the right foot a bit yesterday, and I really thought he was on. So, uh, look, it was a stressful scene, mm. but no, nah, no good. What would he have won if he, he got it? Uh, I'm not sure the that collect, but there was, I think Shawnee was paying $4.50. Oh. So my maths aren't the best, but uh, yeah, it would have been Well, we gave a couple out yesterday. We gave the power play from the TAB, which was Toru Harris to run for 100 metres and 35 tackles. He smashed that, and, and they would have got oh. that. Plus, we gave him as any time try scorer. So, uh, mate, unlucky. What Have, have you got any, uh, What's what sort of, I know you're working for the TAB, um, Blake, what sort of um, finals money have you got going on? Who do you think wins a comp this year? Oh, mate, look, it's it's hard to go Penrith. Oh, but the last time Pen, uh, hard to go against Penrith, but the last time Penrith were in this position, where they won all these games, they lost in the final to the Storm. So I, I, it's so hard to be on top for so long, and with all the amount uh, of games they've been playing over the last couple of years. Uh, look, this is going to be real left field, but I'm going to go Parramatta. I think uh, I know this. I know they're super, 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 super inconsistent. But I know that this is the last time that this team's going to play together. I know a lot of the boys from that team are leaving next year. I don't think they're going to be as good the next couple of years. I think this is their chance. But I'll tell you something that I think will be interesting. The Roosters are now four points out of the eight, and I haven't checked the market this morning. But for the weekend, they're a dollar eighty-seven to make the eight. So. Four points out, they could be about $2. There, there you go. I still think they're getting it together. Like if they play like they did against Penrith, they beat any other team in this comp. So, Bang. Joe Manu, career best form, $2.30. I'll be on this morning. So, two two thirty for Sydney City to make the eight. Para to win the final. Is that is that is that where you're picking? That's what I'm picking, mate. But I uh, can't be, you know, I'm a bad punter. But, um, <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm on, I'm on Penrith. Man. Paramount Hills, let's go. <laughs> hey, Blake, thanks a lot for joining us this morning, mate. You get your head back down on that pillow before you have to get home to Maria. Enjoy it. And enjoy the sleep, mate, because she'll have you out mowing lawns this afternoon, <laughs> washing windows. I know it, mate. But thanks a lot, brother. Good to talk to you this morning on the uh, Izzy and Kimby for Breakfast Show, and we'll talk to you again soon. See, see you, lads. Enjoy the morning. Blake Ashford. He's a legend, mate. He Absolutely. Good, mate. Just saw him Friday morning down at Sky yeah. City when we... We ran the uh, the gauntlet down mm. there with the breakfast show, and mad mad warrior supporter loves loves New Zealand. Yeah, absolutely married to a really lovely woman in Maria. Um, the kids down in um, Papamoa, Benny uh, Matalino's mm. down there too. Actually, spoke to Ben Matalino to try and get him on the show, and he went, "Kempi, I didn't like doing media when I was playing. So, do you think I'm going to come on your show?" <laughs> Fair enough. Don't mind that. Parramatta Eels paying fifteen dollars to win the comp. I'll uh, save your money. Sydney Roosters two dollars thirty top eight. <laughs> Steve Fortune. Steve Fortune will be listening this morning, mate. He's a scaffolder from out in Cumu. Loves Parramatta. Loves him. No chance, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of quick texts here before we head off and come back with Off the Back Fence. Question for Kempi. Why isn't the why aren't the wingers slapping the ball down in rugby league illegal? Like as a rugby, it's such a negative play. 
I think the opposite. I think you know if you're if you're a defender and and one of the ways to stop a try being scored by slapping the ball down, you're still giving the advantage back to your attacking team, mate. It's up up to the uh, offensive player to be able to get that ball outside to the winger. So you know when we when we're coaching, it's about changing the height of your pass when you've got uh, defenders coming at you. So they're just the catch and the pass and the slap down. I see it happen a lot in rugby union. It does happen a lot in league. Mm. Mate, good on them. I'm, look, I, th- I don't think it should be penalised. Well, I think this is probably more the case for a high crossfield kick, isn't it? Like crossfield kick and then those wingers get up and then they slap it back and they try and slap it out. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably say uh, that should be probably taken out because you want it to be a fair contest. You know, you want them to get up and, and whoever catches the ball you know, catches the ball. When, you know, battle of the year, um, so yeah, I, yeah, I can understand what he's saying with the kick. I tend to, I tend to agree with Kimpy though. I've always mm. said in rugby union, the only issue is in rugby union, you'd have to make it a scrum, mm. and we need less scrums, not more scrums. So I kind of think to, it's the lesser of two evils, giving a penalty. But I tend to agree. Yeah, have a look at the Welsh guy on the weekend. He yeah. was making a tackle, oh, and his sucks. hand is out, and that he gets sucks. a penalty. They lose oh, the game in the 80th that's minute. That's not worse. You know what I mean? But you look at Sevu Reese, for instance, those blokes that can anticipate stuff, they throw their hands out to intercept, mm. not just to knock it down. It's it's scenario specific. Like If you're going to stop a try and you're just whacking it, this is where we need, I reckon it's gone. But if you're genuinely going for the, the intercept, play on. This is where we need the referees just to use mm. their feel for the game. Uh, one more here. Kempi, that bunker wahine was impressive for me. Very decisive and sharp. Even though if they weren't 100% accurate, great job. Keep the game going. My name is Jeff. Yeah. yeah, Jeff, and she was very good. Like I said that on the on the show yesterday, to Young Rabs. I said, "Mate, what about that?" She just made, she just made the the football more enjoyable to watch. That was really good. Yeah, great work there. Twenty two minutes past seven o'clock this morning. Here with Kimis Warehouse. Great savings every day. Kim be off the back fence after this. Immune support. Find Go Healthy Go Verde Defense at Chemist Warehouse now sixteen ninety nine. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. The back fence with Tony Kemp. Ah, yes. A packed house at Mount Smart. Welcome the Warriors home with rapturous applause at 4pm yesterday afternoon. Similarities of the 95 walk out through the tunnel and through fire whilst the hucker was being performed recreated the feeling as it did back in the day that this was the beginning, not the end of the Warriors season. From the kickoff, the Warriors stuck true to a game plan issued by the coach Stacey Jones and delivered to the letter by Tohu Harris, Sean Johnson, uh, and Adam Fanua Blake, which secured a much-needed two points, I've got to say. Own the middle of the ground, complete your sets, and get in a good kick and kick chase was simple and effective, is all that Stacey Joan asked. It wasn't pretty, but at the end of the day, who really cares? They got two points and bagged it. So what this win does, though, for me, is gives the Warriors a bit of breathing space. They get the bye round, and then they come up against Power in Melbourne. Here's the question. Was this just the once-off? Or are we about to see a late charge from the Warriors side who enjoyed a fairy tale start on their return to New Zealand? Only time will tell. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. How good, how good, Kempi. I hope for the latter. I hope this is a a moment change for a momentum change for the Warriors and, and they can go go forward and, and know that they've got the, the formula and the, the game to perform. I'm just happy for Stace. I know we've had a few guests on the show um, that have spoken about just 
you know, Stacey's taking job. Cameron George, you know, said he was rooming with um, with uh, Stacey and just, you know, like... Sharing a, some forex. Yeah, just sharing, you know, just the, the pressure and, and how much, you know, Stacey just really loves Warriors and wants them really to do well. I was just happy to see him get the, get the two points and get some success. In the well, end. she's a different story, you know. Like oh, the, me and Stacey's coaching journeys are pretty similar. You know, we take it over in the middle of the season. Got we're we're up against it. The difference is yesterday. Yeah. All right, there's a difference. Yesterday in his box, he had Kevin Campion, Owen Gutbill. I'm sure Doc Death was there. Mm-hmm. Jason Death, um, Justin Morgan, and there was uh, a heap of other old boys around around the the play. Looks like they've gone back to 2002 on Stacey's playing days to bring all these players back into camp to help them deliver this environment. But if you watch the box yesterday, on two occasions they cut to Stacey Jones and the crowd in front of him got up and they just were, they were in raptures, mate. Mm. Here's a side that's sitting second last. Yes, they're playing the Tigers and they're winning, but they all put their hand up and said, we love you, Stace. And and Kempi, and as Izzy pointed out, we've had people say this time and time again, we just want to get behind and we will rally behind this guy. Uh, A quick note on that, those shots. The guy doing the shoey, fake shoey. He had a cup in the shoe. Oh, come on, mate. Did he? he? Rumour has it. Cowardice. Wow. If he's listening, get on the phone, mate. (laughs) Yep. Redemption, one chance. Get on the phone and do a real shoey out of a work boot. <laughs> 29 away from eight. That's, I love it, Kempi. And your question, 0800 150 811. Is this a change in momentum or was this just a moment in time? Warriors fans, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you this morning. We've got a spot here for some talkback. Come right through. 29 away from eight. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> CNZ 27 away from eight. A lot going on on Mad Monday after the grand final. Yeah, the Warriors homecoming. Uh, Novak Djokovic, he is 4-2 up over Red Hoven in Wimbledon. Uh, this morning we've had plenty going on, including Carlos Sainz winning the British GP and there was a massive crash. Everyone is okay, but honestly, those halos that they've got on these new Formula One cars are literally saving lives. Foxy was second outright in the Irish Open after telling us he felt like he was going to go close. Joel and Joel King and Paul Cole, well, they won the New Zealand squash champs. They ran, an, they ran a clinic. And as you would expect, they would. And uh, right now, the Cornhole World Champions are on in America. So we'll keep you updated with that throughout <laughs> the morning. Uh, text flooding in double eight, double three. It looked like the first shoey had a cup, but the second one was a legit one. You can mm. clearly see the cup in the shoe. So, cup shoey gate. We'll call it. <laughs> shoey gate might become a real issue. Mate, you can't do it. You can't nah. do it. You can't do one. You can't do a shoey with a cup in it. Like you got four million people watching you on TV and you're showing off, and you put a cup in a shoe. Mm, that's nah, your nah, chance. Nah. No, well, I didn't see that. I didn't see that, mate. But I'm going to go back and watch the footage. We're going to slot right down, and if he has, I'm going to retweet it. Bet, say, who are you? <laughs> Show yourself. <laughs> I bet you did some shoeys out of your, your brand new Aaron Williams over the weekend. <laughs> oh, you got good eyes, eh, Lily? No, I don't miss a thing. You got good eyes, mate. No, I've never done a shoey. No, is he? Did, he, did he have the new Williams on, did he? He broke them out. Do you know what? My wife actually bought those for me for my birthday. Did she? And I'll be honest, I got them. I was like, what, what do you think? I'm going to wear these. Gold plate 
Nah, like nah. souls nah, like that. You're the, hus- you're a, you're no, the husband and father warned, of equestrians. I just never now. worn like Aaron Williams, and I was like, man, obviously I'm a bit of a farmer now, but you know I've never worn Aaron Williams. And then, bang, I absolutely love them, mate. Comfortable skucks, go with everything. Oh, they, they are good. So thank you, darling. See you for <laughs> change. Yeah. Yeah, see you on every floor change in an instant with room view. Speaking of Just Ask Me, uh, let's hear it again because my choices flooring poll today, wow. Who had the best individual performance of the weekend? Head to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, the stream and the SENZ app. So when you open the SENZ app, click on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and you can vote away here. Who had the best individual performance of the weekend? Text me, double eight, double three. Here are some of the nominations. We'll start with the great man. Just Ask Me is right to the outside. It's starting to come after them really quickly. Very flash kick on over on the inside. Starting to lift as well. Really good finish here. Just Ask Me. 100% for the day for Shake Al Sharok. <laughs> I could listen to that all day. Shake Al. <laughs> Shake Al Sharok. I've Alan seen him Sharok. shake it too. He's not bad. <laughs> three from three at Hastings. Add on Fleming the day before at, uh, where were they racing? Uh, New Plymouth. And what a weekend Alan Sharrick had. How about Artie Savia, right? He is feared and skinned a centre there. Gone around him, dummied, big swan dive. Nice try. But that was probably the least consequential thing he did. Just his work around the field, ball carrying and contact, tackling at the breakdown, is he? He was huge. 18 tackles he made throughout the, their game. He was big everywhere. Number eight. And... Uh, Obviously, Peter Gus come on and, and added his little bit of influence towards the end of that game. But, mate, that try he scored, only Artie Savia would have been able to do that. Like, many great eights have gone before, but that's Artie. Speed, He burnt skills. that second five, eight. Mate, smoked him, fended him. him. Maybe Pierce Spice in rugby 08. Ooh. <laughs> Off the back of Spice. No, not even Pierce Spice could have done that. Like, mate, he's stepped some people. He's so good. He's a, he is a, in some serious form the last wee while. So, Alan Sharrick, Artie Savia. How about this? I'm going to throw this one in. I know Kimby disagrees. Carl Dixon, the English referee, I was so blown away with how happy he was just to let the breakdown sort itself out. Mm. And you guys know that the breakdown was something that was eating away at me during Super Rugby. The way he officiated the breakdown alone, I thought, gave him a nomination here. Uh, Ryan Fox, second outright in the Irish Open. He's now fourth on the DP World Tour. Behind Rory McIlroy, Will Zalatoris, Zalatoris, and Matt Fitzpatrick, who yeah. just won the US Open. Mm. So that's the sort of company Ryan Fox is keeping. Cool. And one more. One more for you. Because I thought this guy just had one of the great performances of all time over the weekend. So you can hit a ball into the ground, hit someone, and not get defaulted. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> so now I'm classified to be hurt. You're a disgrace. Yeah, you go. You just change the rules whenever you want. All right, bring the, super, bring the supervisor out. And then he said, and, bring, and then he said, bring another supervisor out. And he said, keep bringing the supervisors out. I'm not playing until we sort this out. Nick Kyrgios, and on absolute heater at Wimbledon, <laughs> after Sitsipas hit a ball into the crowd. Man, I, I genuinely love the theatre that Nick Kyrgios brings. And modern day J Mac. He's he's got it all. Um, there's your, there's your nominations. Individual performance of the weekend. Adi Savia, Al Shag Sharok, Ryan Fox, Nick Kyrgios, Carl Dixon. Al. I'm going to go Al because Al uh, and Kempi. Kempi's going to touch on it because he gave me, if you took all Al's horses, he'll give you the final odds, mate. He is on a clinic. And look, he 
he made my weekend very successful. So I have to go out to shake Sharrock with Fleming into ladies' man for me. Just a real big performance. I've seen the Al Shake Sharrock rocket, and it's lovely, lovely moves on the dance floor. Old Al Shake Sharrock. So, mate, he's got mine all day. A mate of mine phoned me straight after the race and said, you know, if you backed all of Al's horses in a multi, $42. (sighs) Okay, there you go. That's the choices (laughs) for him, Paul. Head to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast in the app and have your vote. Heard the individual performance of the weekend, but we're talking Warriors right now, and Richie's called in from the Carpety Coast. Richie, do you think this sets them alight? Mate, I think after that game, and I'll eat my words here, I was called for Sean Johnson to be dropped for that game, but, mate, he had one of his best games all year, the way he just controlled it. So I think they're going to take a, uh, a, a lot away from that, that mm. one. Um, I think that's going to give Shawnee um, a bit more confidence. When he ran at that line, look how many defenders he dragged. And it was the same with Volkman. They were dragging defenders and. It's, yeah, I think tweak a few more little things and yeah, um, and I, I agree with Blake Ashford. They need to sign uh, Arthur's. I think he's genuine centre for us, and I think he brings a lot of confidence into the into that midfield, especially on defence. Mate, what about uh, if you listen to Sean Johnson's comments post it? He talks about. Um the players and the players were all the expectations and conversations that they were having throughout the week and just asking him, this is what we need from you, Sean. And he went out there and delivered. So, mate, obviously the you know the kind of understanding that his team has with him has took a real step in the right direction. And I'm yeah, pretty happy for Sean Johnson, eh, Kempe? Yeah, and I think, too, with Jesse Arthurs, I'm, I'm sure someone said to me yesterday he may have signed for next year. I hope um, so. But, yeah, mate, my dyslexic you know, brain, it does comes on and off. I don't know, might be talking about... I don't know, Cameron Munster coming to the Warriors. <laughs> Maybe that's it, number six. What about that the ABs? Number nine upside down. What about the old ABs, Richie? Mate, I, I love that game. I, yeah. I think it showed a lot of class from those things. I think Scott Barrett got away very luckily. Lucky, I think one of his yeah. clear-outs could have been a, a yellow. Um, and, and that was my big worry, was that he would get, hey, Richie. He would get done. Richie, Richie, you know they can go look at this stuff retrospectively. It's just shh. <laughs> I think they are. I, I, I was reading something. The, the guy that he's gone, he's been cited. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know what she's talking about. I hope not, because all the texts of the last week's show were going. Okay, the grab, he's going to ruin us. So I said, no, he's not. His tackler technique throughout the playoffs is great, and then he did that. I was like, oh, screw Richie, let's go put him on Carpety Island, hide him away for the weekend. <laughs> for the week until the weekend. Great to have you on the show, mate. Good, good to chat. Louis. Yeah, you gave me a. I thought you gave me a double pass for the Maori All Blacks. Not, not a single ticket, mate. Oh, well, there you go. I'll have to go follow that one out, Richie. I'll uh, I'll go follow that one out. I love that it's that's on me. And everyone's, <laughs> now everyone's staring at me. <laughs> yeah, that, What's uh, happened here? Well, we will find out. We'll do some digging. 18 away from 8. 0800 150 11 The Warriors. Sean Johnson. Mm. Do you think that this squeezes a bit more juice out of him for the rest of the year? Come through. 0800 150 11 on the Kenatai phone line. More of you after this. Feed your cravings with the Quest Nutrition Range, now 15% off at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Uh, Mark Richards is leading 6-3 over Tanner Hulber in the ACL final chase of uh, Cornhole. <laughs> 
I told you I'd give you an update a little bit later on. And maybe You're pretty more, good at it too, aren't you? I, I love Cornhole. And maybe you played it? A little bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little, more importantly, Novak Djokovic has taken the first set at, at Wimbledon in his... Uh, I think this is the third round, isn't it? Now, a couple of really good texts here. While we wait for you on 0800 150 we're talking Sean Johnson and the Warriors. Can this kickstart their season? TK says, it was so good watching the boys live again. You can tell that they missed the crowd backing them. Mm. And that's what Kempe's alluded to in his off-the-back fence. And Ed says, Kempe, West are the bottom win the Warriors knock over Melbourne. Now, that will be redemption. Ooh. Big, mate. Big, big call. Knocking over Melbourne, but they do go well against Melbourne. I've got mm. to say that if uh, since since the day way back, they've always put in the effort there. But um, you got to just just I'm going to say it. They were average yesterday, the Tigers. Yeah, you know they made one break, and Garner made the break. He had uh, Laurie on the inside, Nofaloma on the outside. He just had to hit one of them. They score and they bring the game back. It's 14-8. They took the tackle. They just they were average. So. Um, they're going to come up against better attacking signs of that in Parramatta and Melbourne in the next couple of a couple of weeks. What I did like though, Louis, was that Sean Johnson was brought to the club to manage a game. That was the best game he had in game management, one hundred percent. Yeah, we were talking about that off here, just about Sean Johnson's game, and you know, just seeing him have a crack at the line. Look, we're not going to get vintage SJ from back in the day when he's stepping players and and going through and scoring tries. But, you know, he was having a little crack. He was taking on the line. And what you want from your halves is to draw on those defenders, make them consider you as an attacking threat. And then what he did, uh, uh, Posek kicked really well, kicked to the corners. Players get up. Jesse Arthur scores in the, in the right-hand corner. So, you know, his management was key. Like we said, it, you said with the Tigers, they are bottom of the table. We've got to be, we've got to be real, you know, realists here. So you can't take too much out about out of that, but defensively, and, and you know, just get a bit of momentum and confidence back in the group. Seven losses straight. They've never been able to sing their chant in the change rooms like that. Would have done a hell of a lot for the morale. Yeah, being home, being home, and mm. you did right about the kicking game. Like persevered with it all game too. So he was going to Nofaluma in the first half, and and with his high kick and getting good chase, and then he went over to the other side, high kick, chase, and finally got one, you know. And that's the secret. When you look up at that box, you've got Campo, Stace, mm. Owen. you got these guys back in the early 2000s when we were coaching them that got on the grind. And Campo would say, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care if you just tuck it under your arm, you get tackled, we get behind a kick, chase. Just stay in the grind and we will get them in the end. And yesterday was a real good example of that. Mm. They just stuck in the grind. It was an arm wrestle in the second half. They didn't score. They scored all but one try. But they just kept going to that back in the kick chase good kick got the got the got the lollies what about Volkman you, you impressed with, with how the young man's going like we haven't seen like hell of a lot but he's, he's, he's showing signs of, of a big future yeah he does I like him how he doesn't mind taking on the line and mm. he's such a young age you know he's got he got some good good pace he's Cody Nicarima with another five kilos on yeah um, decent pass passing game didn't kick much but just did his job you mm. know uh, Chanel uh, Harris Tavita at the back he he was close to their second best I thought Tua Harris was their best but Chanel was very oh, good man he's he was so good I'm so gutted he's he wants to take a wee break because man he just showed signs yesterday of just his toughness mate like you know throwing throw in the deep end to, to like yes, Sean Johnson listened to his comments post about Chanel Harris just an absolute champion said yeah I'll do it went in there looked at all the playbooks went through the videos you know, two days out, they get the COVID scare with Reese Walsh, and he just steps up and well, puts in a performance. What hopefully, mm. what this means is maybe they'll let Reese Walsh into the front line and let him play a little bit of standoff 
and hit with Harris Tavita playing fullback. Now knowing that they're not going to lose anything with Harris Tavita playing fullback, maybe it's an opportunity to push Reese Walsh forward. And that's the other good point. He was out. Ed, by the way, says uh, Ed from the Fox Memorial Champions 1996 Ota the Scorpions. So, Ed, that's probably <laughs> the most important part of the text we had left there. Shane had the Warriors 13 plus and is laughing. Gig says individual performance the weekend. What about Arasanya after another title defense? Yep, I guess the reason I didn't stick him in there, Gig, is because. It's almost too easy at the moment at Middleweight for Adesanya, so you shouldn't penalise him for that, but he just did what he needed to do. Yeah, look, just Adesanya, like he's just his IQ, mate. Just kick, punch, keep them at a distance, don't give him opportunities. His next one was the Pereira, that Pereira guy who uh, dominated the big mouth Strickland and uh, put him <laughs> put him to the canvas. Because so, that guy, uh, Pereira, has actually beaten Adesanya. If you go watch a bit of the clip when Adesanya gets Beat knocked him. out... He- Dropped them and made him get oxygen, didn't he, Louis? Yeah. When the oxygen tanks come out <laughs> and you're not in the ocean, you're in trouble. He'd have a bit of memory on that. He'd, you know, he'd have a bit of memory too on that. The next time they jump in the ring and he's looking over going, well, just don't get too close to this bloke who knocked me out last time. Well, he wants redemption. Seven away from eight. Is he's got a Wizard of the Week for us after this and he hits a wizard big of the year. <laughs> Dead. You're an Izzy Dougie. <laughs> Izzy's Wizard of the Week. Ooh, my Wizard of the Week. It's hard to go past this man. He has been running an absolute clinic as of late. Ryan Fox, yesterday, yesterday at the Irish Open, uh, eight under in the final round to have sole position of of second place. 630,000 euro in prize money. And then a couple of weeks ago, the BMW International Open, Third, 126,000 in, in uh, prize purse money. And a couple of weeks op- uh, ago, Dutch Open, 29th of the 5th, 2022, second position for another $200,000 in prize money. So this guy is running an absolute clinic as of late. He's paying $41 at the TAB to win the Open at St Andrews. And we spoke to him a while ago about what is needed. At Opens, you just can't miss. Ryan Fox is showing signs to maybe be New Zealand's next major winner. Hey? Ryan Fox, good luck, brother. We are backing you all the way. Good luck at at the Open at St Andrews. Coming up, we're going to talk to another man, Issa Nathiawa. He played for Leinster 185 times. He knows what the Irish will bring. We're going to go away, get a coffee. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Want rapid immune support? Find Go Healthy Go Defense at Chemist Warehouse, now $16.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ.
Good morning, you're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Monday the 4th of July, it's just after 8 o'clock in Welsh. Louise just showed me the crash on the Formula One. Oh my lord. I'm surprised anyone even walked out of that, mate. The car did a flip and went in between the fence and the tyres. Yeah, Zal, the uh, Alpha America, and I don't know how I'll be cringing if I got that pronunciation wrong, which I probably have, but yeah, the Alpha America has gone absolutely scattering across the track, and he's ended up over the fence, and um, yeah, George Russell actually jumped out of his car and ran over there with the safety um, contingent, and, and they were really, really concerned, but the halos, mm. so you see, you know, you watch Drive to Survive, with the halo, it's just that little bit of yep. plastic, well, it's not plastic, but it goes up and around, looks like a halo that just sits above their head. And there's that beam, which is kind of tricky for eyeline for them, but it saved so many lives, and 100% he would have been in a bad, bad way if it wasn't there. Well, mate, he was going along, along on, a, on the halo for about 120 metres. And then hit a fence. And then hit the fence and flipped over, mate. Oh, well done to the Formula One designers, uh, just keeping the drivers safe, because we've lost so many over the years, and, uh, well, the technology these days, just uh, keeping keeping them alive and keeping them all safe and and going forward. So, uh, awesome. Thanks for those texts coming through on the Temper Big Post text machine. Got one here. I'm going to read it just before we get to our next guest. The first 10 minutes, you could see the excitement from the boys. The build-up was just what they needed. I think they would have just about beaten anyone yesterday. Talking about the Warriors, big test next week. Beating Blakes to win Comp Eels. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Can they back it up going forward? And then just to end that message, love the AB's game, but how mud... Sam Kane, not a leader. I think the, that role goes to Whitelock any day. That is Chris from OT. Look, and that's uh, um, got me thinking because uh, the other day I just put up a message on my Twitter. I said, Don't Sam we trust at All Blacks. And man, everyone was coming at, like, you know, Sam Whitelock, not Sam Kane. And so there's not a, not a lot of happy people out there, uh, Louis and Kempe, just with uh, Sam Kane. And, and for me, I've played with Sam, and, and from what I've you know, seen on the weekend, I, I don't think he'd go too bad. But maybe it's just a sense, you know, Sammy's been out with a lot of injuries and uh, he's been in and out of the whole environment for the last couple of years. We haven't seen so much consistency from him on, on a performance sense. But from you out there, Sam Kane, do you think... Yeah, he went. How do you think he went on the weekend? Is he our leader going forward, or, or can you see anyone else taking over the helm at the top? You know, because at the moment he's there, and and Fozzie's selected him as our skipper, and the skipper that's going to take us through the next World Cup. Let's be completely honest. But what about for you, Kempi? Yeah, look, I think it's an just an unfortunate. Uh, fortunate set of circumstances with Sam Kane when he first came into the side he was the understudy to the, arguably the best number seven we've ever had mm. you know and we've had some really good ones you know going back to Michael Jones days you know Graham Murray before that um, Josh Cronfield uh, into Richie McCaw you know we've had a number of them and Sam Kane was meant to be the bloke that actually took over from Richie McCaw and unfortunately for him, injuries have really stifled his progression. So I think it's a little bit unfair on Sam Kane. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't select, he doesn't go, roll. hey, select me as captain. You know, there's qualities that they've seen mm. in him, and, and I think they've seen in him for a long time, and they've given him that opportunity to captain the All Blacks, which I think if he never had the injuries, he would have been one of our greats. Yeah. You know, he's a good shape, great player, um, but unfortunately just hasn't been on the field long enough. And, mate... On the back of that, you come in after the goat. Mm. Like, of course, people are upset. Yeah, you know, people are looking at him, going, "But you're not as good as the last one." Mm. When, but we see, you know, 
evolution means that there's always someone better. We're going to have another good number seven that's going to go past Richie McCall. Don't worry about that. Yeah, there you go. Richie McCall went on the big screen at the at the game, and everyone just cheered him and went ballistic. So uh, it was awesome to see the great man on Friday. I actually had a chat, chat with him at the reunion. He wants to have a wee hit at golf, and I said, mate, I played with you. You were good at rugby, but you're horrible at golf. <laughs> let's be honest. Anyway, let's chat to our next guest. He's just joined the show. The international rugby season is underway, and it was a familiar result at Eden Park with the All Blacks blowing their opponents away to start the year, soaking in the Irish pressure, then showing ruthless intent on the counter and when opportunities presented. Equal equal to 40-point performance from the ABs. Ireland's rudderless once. Johnny Sexton left the field for an HIA. Issa Nathiwa. As a Leinster legend, it would have been very interested in Saturday night's first test. And he's online now. Morning, Issa. Morning, bro. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Um, what were your takeaways from, from that performance uh, on Saturday night, mate? The Irish were right in it, but then just gave away little lapses and moments, gave the All Blacks some opportunities. Oh, yeah, look, um, you know, if I think back, whenever the Irish do uh, well against the All Blacks, uh, Johnny Sexton's on the field for 80 minutes or the mostly most most of the game, you know, mm-hmm. and um, his influence on their game plan, the way they play and how players uh, sort of react on the field um, just can't go unnoticed. So, yeah, look, awesome, awesome 15 or 18 minutes maybe, and then sort of that lapse in concentration and the All Blacks counter, and, and it's all over, and you know, the game is out of reach within sort of 20 minutes. Um, so, yeah, his, his influence um, is, is definitely noticeable um, and the team really functions when he's out there on the field. But I think they'll take some, you know, a few positives away. Mm. Um, but I'd say their bodies are damn sore, to be honest, <laughs> and they probably are still sore because they did a lot of, they played a lot of rugby. Yeah, they'll be they'll be knackered. Even even hearing the All Blacks uh, players post match, they'll just say, "Mate, that was physical. Having a tackle hard." And and but let's talk about the Irish um, game plan, mate. Like I, I said about about it earlier in the show, I said when Johnny Sexton went off, mate, they had it was going to be a tough ask because he is their leader, he is their general, and the style yeah. of play that they play. Talk about their style. They've got so many variations on attack. You know, you've got all players in motion. You've got players on the inside. You've got players running over his ball, player out the back. So do you reckon they still stick with that? Because they do live life on the edge. And when they made mistakes, the All Blacks punished them? Yeah, I think they have to because I think, you know, how do you beat the All Blacks? You've got to be on your game 100 and then maybe even 110% and you're not allowed to make a mistake. Um, mm. But you have to fire punches. You can't just sit back and... Um, and hope to get through a game. So those sort of short um, interlinking passes in the sort of first 15 minutes and sort of getting over the game line, I think yes, that's the only way that I think they know that they will beat the All Blacks. They can't sit back and hope, um, you know, is there another option? You know, I think they've just got to play that type of game plan um, just to give them hope, really. Or oh, not to give them hope, give them some some chance of actually going on the on the offensive rather than sitting back because that's not going to do anything. So I think they'll look at the game plan, but you know when they're throwing all those eggs in one basket, you know the awesome vision mm. from from Bodie to get the ball in behind or the turnover to Sevru, um, yeah, that kills you. So they have to be accurate and some. Um, and I think you know they did. They'll take some positives away from the physicality they had in the sort of five meters um, out. You know they really took it to them and got held up what three times and sort of. Uh, bombed a couple of tries so 
yeah, they've just got to hit the potties right, I think, because I think a lot of them will still be sore this morning. Hey, Issa, we spoke to Ronan O'Gara last week, and he said the depth of the Irish team is where they struggle. If they pick up injuries, uh, we've got an HIA that we've got to get through with uh, Johnny Sexton. Do you see the Irish making any changes after the game against the Māori and, of course, the first test that, that either strengthens their side or, or needs to be made? Oh, yeah, well... You know, I talked to um, Andy Farrell and I talked to Faz before the game and he was sort of laughing, saying they're sort of, you know, bringing in Michael Bent from around the country and pulling in whoever's uh, possible just with COVID and getting players over. It's not as simple as just like flying them out as, mm. as the good old days. So I think they have to be really smart and critical around, um, you know, the next the next test match. Um, I think they might be regretting playing the Maldives twice. Um, that <laughs> adds to the worries because if you're struggling to get a front row, and then, uh, you know, you're sort of patching the team together. You don't want to be in that mindset going into a test match. Mate, what about Targ Furlong, mate? Like, it's not often you see an Irish scrum going backwards, and particularly I was a bit worried coming into this game with, with our, you know, forward pack in the front row, particularly at scrum time, just uh, from what we've been seeing through the Super Rugby, I thought they'd be put under a lot of pressure, but they actually adapted really well. And on the weekend, you got George Bauer, a young man, off a Toanga Fussy. It's not often you see Tar going back. Nah, and, oh, mate, I was so impressed with George Bauer. Um, mm. uh, you know, finally, you know, and the beauty about sort of commentating, he had a good view of the game and the amount of work he did, um, sometimes going unrecognised, was absolutely phenomenal. I thought he was key, especially around their plan around mall time. They handled the mall really, really well. And then the fact that they got on the upper and then started targeting the scrum in the, in the second half was pretty impressive from what, all the hard yards he did in, like, his 50 minutes a game. So he was absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, it's there's the old adage, you know, the All Blacks win, you know, if they've ever lost a match, it's always at the back end of November, the back end of their season, you know, not making excuses, but it's the back end of sort of the 11-month season for the, for the Irish coming down here. So, you know, Tyke's had a lot of rugby. Um, I'm not making excuses on his behalf because I thought George Bauer was outstanding. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, the, the others have to step up around him. You know, if the, if the others are stepping up around Tyke, um, I think it sort of takes a little bit of that focus off him and he can play his game better. But, um, yeah, they're, they're struggling for a few front rows. So if you know anyone with boots with Irish heritage, um, give, give the one, Irish a, one across from me, he's got a big <laughs> shoulders on him, old Tony Kemp. I was mate. actually going to run out for the Irish too, uh, Issa, for, the in, the rugby, Tony, in the Rugby off. League World Cup. But they, they, do they need a winner? You get off, uh, you get off Ponsonby Road and get those boots <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out, cut it out. Hey, you made a couple of couple of um, uh, deputants in in Leicester, especially out there on the wing and uh, Tapai. What do you what did you make of their game? Oh, no, I thought Quinn uh, Tapai and Rico were mm. outstanding in the midfield. I think they they played the out the back options when they knew to um the width from Aaron Smith and his pass was outstanding and then you know the fact that someone like um these debuts if, and, I, and I, I don't have this sort of inner knowledge but the fact that you can debut and just play your game and everyone else steps up around you you know that's when you shine as an all black um and you know I get in the cheat seats looking back um you know all of them even when Peter Gus came on like the fact that these guys took their opportunity, um, did the basics really, really well, defended when they needed to, and then played the good options and played a, had a sort of all-rounded team performance. And what an awesome, awesome night for a lot of those young guys. Were you surprised with the the width that the All Blacks played, um, particularly on phase play? I noticed 
Traditionally, they always hit the middle man and they play the pod system, but yeah. this this week, they're going straight across the face of about two or three players yeah. and they're hitting that seam outside those two uh, first like three defenders. Were you, were you surprised that they went to that or was, do you yeah. see that as an opportunity? Oh, I, I think that's just really great coaching. Um, mm. I think it was, a, you know, the fact that they were taking, it took a lot of the line speed away that they dominated their contact and then sort of did skip three to four defenders. Um, it just makes that next phase uh, that little bit harder to get off the line and stretches um, stretches the defence sort of thin, you know. So that width of Aaron Smith to that sort of fourth defender was was outstanding, but they dominated their contact, um, which was massive too, which made that sort of next phase... Um, uh, a little bit, a lot more front foot ball, really. Um, and, you know, maybe there's some really good coaching and a different way to sort of take the line speed away from the Irish, but it was done very well. Really accurate, too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you, you said you talked to Fez um, pre-game. The, the shift of the pass from Aaron Smith to the to the third person in the pod, just to get on the outside of the, what we call the C defender in rugby league, which yep. is three players wider than the ruck. What do you think he needs to do to change his defensive structure to stop that bending of that line, that momentum shift that the All Blacks got on? Because they just got to the outside of that C defender and they continually got on the front foot. What does he need to change? Oh, I think it's it's the it's the slightest bit of spacing between sort of you know that first, second, third, fourth defender. But I think the alignment, you know, I think, uh, in Geordie Barrett's first tie, try, I saw Ty Burns sort of bite in on a defender that he didn't. Um, within that system, I think they've really got to get their spacing right, which mm. allows for line speed. And then if they can get that attacker, that all-black attacker, and sort of dominate that tackle, the next phase is a lot easier also. But I think those real fine adjustments, you know, it's not, it's, it's worked for them in the past. I think those fine adjustments around their spacing and then where they're aligning um, will have a big difference, and I think it'll be one of their big focuses this week. Yeah, beautiful. Issa, we love having you on the show, mate. Quickly, before we let you go, we, we asked the question of the day. Do you see the oh, Irish no. Do you see the Irish winning on the tour? Do you see them getting any job? Or, or where, where would you see them potentially getting the win? Maybe in the second game against the Marlies? Or what, what test is oh, it for look, you? I, Oh, you know, I think now that a week's gone by and that happened, I think this is their best option this yeah. coming week. Um, it really is. They've just, because, you know, they've just got to refocus, take all the positives and find a reaction. So I think this is um, this is their best chance this week, um, this test coming. You know, I'll worry about the other two and predict those two after this weekend. Yeah. All right, mate. Dunedin under the roof. It's going to be great watching. Hopefully, Johnny Sexton, if they're going to have a chance, he has to be available. He's got his HIA Tuesday, and we'll keep you up to date with how he's going. Isa, Nathiro, absolute champion, mate. Thank you so much for joining the show. No worries, guys. Have a good week. Awesome. 185 he's caps. He's great, mate. He's very detailed. He's a smart player. Smart. Very smart player. That was really, you know, what he was when he was talking there about that adjusting your spacing. Mm-hmm. Like one of the hardest things to coach in defensive structures is spacing. Mm. You know, being aware of the space that you're in, especially when players are moving in inside, inside and outside of you, and keeping your spacing right because that's where a lot of people get called out because they run in behind their own person mm. and they're leaving holes all over the place. So, mate, basically he just nailed it. He said, just shift your spacing out with those first three defenders and make your front-on tackle and stop them. They'll know that the Irish are going to make these changes, so it'll be interesting what, what's the next part of the plan for Foster and the crew. Like, they'll have 
different plans. Tweaks. They want to show, yeah, little tweaks that the, you know, they'll probably hit they that. Come back they'll hit that third defender, and then yeah. someone will come short for a tip ball, and they'll go back out the back to, to a, a back going around and try and get to that space where they, they get. It. But the first thing is they got to earn it, Louis. They've got to earn the the right to go wide, and, and they've got to get all the. You know, little little details in the game of rugby, right? And then they can get they'll get there. And that ascendancy started at the breakdown, and Scott mm. Barrett was huge. He might be a little bit lucky, but I think him, Brody, Sam, George Bauer, so good to hear the oh. shout out for George Bauer there. Uh, Harrison will be feeling good. Can we not skip the fact that George Bauer, the least experienced front row on the park, was so streets good. ahead of every other? Really well put, Harrison. Uh, appreciate your message. Good and crusader. A couple of um, texts here on Sam Kane. I'll read you one, and we'll save one. Sam Kane is a beast when on fire. The guy broke his neck literally two years ago for crying out loud. Be prepared to eat humble pie if you criticise him when he lifts the Webb Alice Trophy next year. GD. Bang. Don't mind it. Um, That's a good dog. Don't necessarily agree, but appreciate the passion. And there's another one on the opposite side of the ledger here that we'll get to in a bit. But Paulie Mawadi's not far away from tab.co.nz, and I know they took some serious cash. Fill up. 21 minutes past eight. Here we are at the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. That was Issa Nathiwa. If you missed that, head to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Review your podcast. Make sure you catch up with Blake Ashford as well. Heaps going on for a Monday morning. There's unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. All right, here's the second text about Sam Kane uh, that Izzy was asking for. What do you think about him? I think a lot of people don't like the fact that Kane got made the incumbent after Richie. Many people think Artie was the one playing the house down. Neither were proven, and Kane seemed to be given a leg up, yet Artie was the one killing it in Super Rugby. He's been the player of the last decade. Yet he's only got steady all-black starts through injury, and he proved he was too good then t- to leave out. Foster is lucky he didn't go overseas. So do you think that's what turns people off, Sam Kane? Most likely, uh, for sure. Like, um, can understand because Artie is playing the house down. Let's be honest, he's so good and he's so good for the Hurricanes. But for me, I actually rather Artie doesn't have it because I, I think he probably it probably takes puts too much pressure on Artie. Like he's he's just so good when he's got a lot of freedom and, and he's been able to play his game. In the Hurricanes, you can see it just weighing him down sometimes. What about this though? Is he out and out open side flanker? If you would. St- to picking a team from blank, who would you have? And just take the captaincy, strip it back as players? I'd have Dalton. Oh, <laughs> sure, yeah. 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 Right, do, no, me we, too. No, I was him? thinking Artie and Kane, but yeah, oh. no, no. But oh, I like Artie, eh, bro? Yeah, sweet. <laughs> just, mate, he's so mobile. And he just gives, he offers you something different off the back. And, and that's what you want. Artie, ball in hand, unreal. And, and that's what he, he offers. So for me, you, you put Dalton in there, mate, he's probably the form seven in, in the comp and, you know, deserves it. And then six, well, before the weekend, I picked a kidder and then, you know, Scotty Barrett goes out there and does a job. Yeah, and look, it is redundant because Sam Kane's captain and he's your open side flanker. So, look, we can we can quibble about it as, lot, as much as we want, yeah. but unless he's injured, he's going to be starting on the open side and mm. right the way to the, to the World Cup. 28 away from eight. Away f- after eight. Gee, Monday. Mad Monday. <laughs> Tell you who will be celebrating a Mad Monday, and that's Mad Monday Moati. Hello, Paul. Yo, hey, boys, how are you? <laughs> Told you. <laughs> Yo, Paulie. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not bad, not bad. And there's a lot of punters out there who are very, very happy as well. They took the All Blacks, they took the Warriors, they took Adesanya. Some of them even threw in Volkanovski. So there, there was some very nice multi-collects over the weekend and a lot of cash out in what, the public. What about Just Ask Me? Did they tell you that? 
What happened there? Are we talking about uh, Kempe's horse? Yeah. You know it, Paulie. Fleming. <laughs> Fleming. Ladies' man. Into, no, temporarily into Fleming. Into ladies' man. Into Just Ask Me. Into the Cossack. Well, how good's the Cossack? One of the best jumpers ever. Yeah, he is, Paulie. El Sheikh Sharik was on fire over the weekend, mate. Uh, you've got, obviously, a big week ahead of you to rebuild, so you guys are going to be trying to probably, what, you trim back the promotions this week, will you? <laughs> yeah, well, currently we've got the tennis bonus back promotion on, and Wimbledon starting to creep closer to the business end of the tournament. Um, punters getting stuck into that. Of course, Ryan Fox, who finished second at the Irish Open over the weekend. He'll be heading to the Open Championship in a couple of weeks' time. Scottish Open comes up this weekend. Um, He's now $41 in the Open Championship. Uh, And he is the best-backed golfer in that market. No surprises there. I love it, Paulie. Great to chat, mate. You might get to the airport safely. Enjoy your mad Monday, and we'll talk tomorrow. Yeah, I've been around the same roundabout about four times now, still trying to find my way. <laughs> well, hey, we're sending... Turn right. How's this? We'll send Izzy Dag out there for you. He's just heading to the airport himself. Oh, he's a good man. So he'll see you in the kuru. Turn, turn left and you'll, you'll, see, you'll see him there. Cheers, <laughs> <Yes>, boys. <laughs> Paulie Moati, download the TAV app today. Uh, plenty of great messages here regarding the All Blacks. We'll clear those and we'll also... Oh, there's actually a real good one here from JD. We'll get to that. Looking forward to that. And we'll also get to our choices for our poll results. And hear from Andrew Abdo before the end of the show. Kempe and Sammy Hewitt interviewed Andrew Abdo last night in their commentary. Man, some gold. We have to get to that. So we'll replay a little bit of that before the end of the hour. It's half past eight. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ 26 and a half away from 9 o'clock this morning. There's so much sport going on in the world that we hadn't mentioned so far that Scotty McLaughlin has picked up his second career IndyCar victory on Sunday. Uh, Sorry, today. um, Which was probably one of the most special wins of his career. So he's over there at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course and I think that's very, very exciting because he's pretty much given up supercar supremacy to go over there and have a crack. Scotty McLaughlin, we spoke to Shane Van Gisbergen uh, last week and, and he spoke about how well the Kiwis are doing on the world motorsport stage. So to get a second win in IndyCar, wow. What a huge result for Scotty. And uh, no doubt he will soak this one in because they love their IndyCar in the United States. There's some great text messages here. But, Kempe, time to get into our Choices Flooring poll results for the morning. The Choices Flooring Room View program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. And uh, how funny is this? I've just seen the poll that's gone up. I voted myself in. Uh, Joe's put the poll up. He's he's put Shake El Sharik like shake like like shake and bake. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he, I think he's missed the point. Like like a shake, Joe. Like you know. I, know, like, I, I know. Like I, get, I, I get it. I just don't know how to spell it. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he does. He, he doesn't he do the Saturday morning too. Yeah. 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 So he'd know. He would. You would hope so. No, I do not. Yeah. 
No, no, I do know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, he's not had a single vote, and I put it down to the spelling. Um, Artie Savi has got 37% of the vote. Nick Karios, 16. Carl Dixon, 4. But Ryan Fox, the question was, who had the most standout individual performance of the weekend? Foxy with 41% of the vote and 1.1 million New Zealand dollars. 1.1 million reasons to enjoy the weekend. It's his second time he's finished second at the US, uh, Sorry, the Irish Open. Last time in a playoff in 2018, I think it was. Uh, but he shot eight under on the final day. Eight under round one, eight under round four. Just let himself down in the middle a little bit. But, oh, wow. You heard Paulie. He is trending, and he is trending big time towards St. Andrews, Kempe. So... No doubt the 41s. Worth a bit. I think so. Worth a bit. I think the Irish will be a real shot this week. Definitely a lot closer. I'd make three changes. Connor Murray, completely agree. I think Jamison Gibson-Bark just kind of didn't control the back of the ruck. Jack Conan and his physical nature and number eight and Bundy are key into the midfield. He played well against the Māori. This was the test at the start of the tour. I had them stealing. Cheers, JD. I think that's probably fair enough from JD, and I completely agree around Connor Murray. Or Connor Murray. I just think he might be able to gauge the pace of the game. He's a big halfback, isn't he? He's a beast. He's, he is a wizard with the ball on his boot. Mm. A wizard. Sam Kane played very well, but I'm going to find it hard to get my head around that he's starting in front of Dalton. I didn't send that text, but that's something I would exactly say. Yeah, um, that, that's what I'm saying. You know, like I think that was a fair, fair call. Um, just making sure everyone's aware he's coming back from a, a, a serious neck injury and still on the All Black side, which probably no one had no one had him planned for the All Blacks ever again when that occurred. So, yeah, look, I, I'm, in, I'm in the Sam Kane's uh, camp. I, I reckon you just, you know, give him a chance, let him go to the World Cup, see what happens. Guys, three changes I make. Papali'i to start over Barrett and Clark <laughs> over Leicester and Bench... And on bench, oh, Peter Fetter ahead of really Moanga, who seems to be freezing that level. Cheers, Ken. Ken, I knew that was you before I even finished the text. <laughs> uh, but I agree around Papali'i. Leicester will not lose his spot, Kimpy, will he? Nah, Leicester, I thought Leicester was real good. Actually, I say that, but then when Will Jordan becomes available... Well, see, that's a, see that's the point. Like I made that. What happens if they go out last week? I said, what happens if they go out and win and win mm. well? And so they've done that, and then Foster them didn't have them in the team in the first. I, I doubt whether they had that team picked in the first test. Yeah, most definitely. And then not. you've got you know you know at least know well my backup team actually goes all right. So it'll be interesting to see with the COVID situation and the boys coming back who he actually names in the starting spot and who misses out. Can Paulie run a book on what match Carius blows up next? That'd be too short. I don't know what to say. I'm not sure how I bullied him. I, I was, he was the one hitting balls at me. He was the one that hit a spectator. He was the one that smacked it out of the stadium. I didn't do anything. I was actually like, apart from me just going back and forth to the umpire fair bit, I did nothing towards Stephanos today that was disrespectful, I don't think. I was not drilling him with balls. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yes, yes you do Yes you do You always know what to say Nick I love him I absolutely love him And one last one from Harrison Also I think it's been slipped past That the line out options we use Can completely new Lifting aside The front and only using oh, Lifting Artie at the front And only using the tall timber In the deep line outs Harrison I didn't I didn't pick that up But I know what you mean in hindsight Because they were going deep and high at the back And fast and quick with Artie Jumping at the near Love it. Great analysis, mate. After this, Kimpy, you chat with Andrew Abdo? Andrew Abdo. Andrew Abdo. Very good. Very 20, good chat. 22 away from nine. Stay with us. Smithy not far away as well. You're listening to Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast on SENZ.
Given the state of the country, with everyone doing it tough, New Zealand needed a weekend like this. Amazing what sport can do. Completely agree on the text machine. And Kempe, yesterday at Mount Smart, you and Sam caught up with Andrew Abdo, who was soaking in the environment. Today's been historic, uh, and uh, it, it reminds us what sport's about. Sport's about bringing people together. It's a sense of community. The players were obviously show their strength and their speed and their skill on the field, but today you got a sense of the spirit, the spirit mm. of rugby league, the spirit of community, and fans welcoming back their team. Um, of course, uh, the team delivered for them, but regardless of that, uh, what an amazing occasion for rugby league in New Zealand uh, and obviously for the Warriors here in Auckland. Mm. Hey, Andrew, what what do the public can what can they expect say uh, next year? when the Warriors are playing at home full-time. Are we, are we looking at the, not only the Warriors' home games being here, but everyone else bringing their home games here and taking them around the country? Yeah, th- it's funny. That's the first time someone's asked me that. Uh, <laughs> it's been talked about a lot, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> I, think I, I think I might have been asked that about 17 or 20 times today. Um, or in the <laughs> no, look, a couple of aspects to that. One is, I mean, what can people expect next year? Well, first of all, Mount Smart is back as a fortress. Uh, and what you're seeing is the... Um, the X factor that a team gets from playing at home. So there's no question the Warriors 12 home game is going to be pretty special here next year because the fans have signaled their intent to turn this into an impenetrable, impenetrable fortress as a home venue. But of course, we want to invest in as much rugby league as we can uh, in New Zealand. New Zealand's incredibly important um, when we think about not just the NRL, but we think about rugby league in this part of the world, Australia, New Zealand, and the Pacific. So uh, pre-season games, I think you're going to expect to see more pre-season games here. Uh, tomorrow we're excited to talk about um, uh, expanding uh, th- that pre-season presence here in New Zealand. Uh, and of course, we will work with clubs. Uh, to see if we can relocate games here. That's complex. It's difficult to do, um, but we'll look at it. And then last weekend, it was pretty special seeing um, the test match return here um, between Tonga and and New Zealand. And, of course, we've got, and the commission is right behind uh, the international game, revitalizing it. And so if you think about a season, you've got 12 home games, sure, but there's content at the start of the season and then there's content at the end of the season. So we're talking about a full calendar of, of live rugby league content here in New Zealand. That's pretty exciting. Tell us a little bit, you don't have to go into you know, specific details, but a little bit about how the Warriors have really saved the NRL in the last couple of years because, you know, that COVID outbreak really did hamper the competition. You hear a lot from the players and even we heard from David Nofaluma giving a big thanks to the Warriors for what they have done. Just from your point of view, what have they done for the NRL over these last two years? So first of all, let's talk about the challenge. There's a football challenge to playing away from home, 60 games or 59 games. Then there's a commercial challenge of not being here with your sponsors and your fans. And then there's a, there's a personal human challenge. And it's not just the players. It's the players, their partners, their families, their children, and the footy staff, which we often forget about, and the backroom staff of the club. All of them have had to relocate. And I remember... Um, you know, and, and we're a 16-team competition, right? So it doesn't work with 15 teams. Mm. There's, a, there's a dynamic there. Um, so, of course, uh, we're, the Warriors relocating was part of the story of the game of rugby league uh, leading the way to get back playing safely again. The Warriors were a massive part of that. Um, I, I just recall, you know, 2020, uh, when the Warriors' first uh, match in 2020 was away to Newcastle, um, in Newcastle, and I remember halftime we found out about the borders closing, mm. having a conversation with Cameron saying, look, we don't think we're going to be able to get the team back, so we're going to have to make arrangements to play potentially round two game here, but it, it should, it, we don't expect it to be too long, and here we are, <laughs> you know, three, three years later. Yeah. So we've been through a lot. You know, we relocated the entire competition uh, midway through 2021, and of course uh, the Warriors have been there, 
have said yes um, and have been up for all of those challenges through two and a half seasons. Uh, and, uh, you know, creating a, uh, an international uh, airport in Tamworth um, and putting, <laughs> yeah. a, you know, putting two tons of fencing around the hotel so that the mm. players, you know, almost like prison-like environment mm. could quarantine and train and create a high performance center in that environment. That's a real credit to the club. And they didn't just pitch up and tick a box. They competed. They played. They almost made the eight mm. in, in 2020. Mm. And I think everyone, everyone around the world, not just in New Zealand, around the world, really respects the way the Warriors have, have approached the challenge that, that has been presented to them. Um, and they've competed with uh, amazing fight and amazing spirit. And, you know, now they get the homecoming that they deserve. I don't think there's a, a club in a professional league around the world that's had to relocate countries for the length of time that they've had. Mm, uh, no. uh, uh, you know, so c- full credit to them. Yeah, you could have only done that if you were a Kiwi. You know they don't. <laughs> well, I'm certainly seeing a bit of that spirit today uh, uh, amongst the... I mean, here we are, like the game finished uh, a while ago and you can still see there's plenty of people in the stadiums uh, in the stadium mm. um, uh, giving their thanks to the players. I just want to ask you a question. You talk a little bit about the challenge, especially plenty about community. So you've seen community here, the crowd what it means to us as New Zealand. You hear about the game dying in, in this country, all, right? all around the rest of the country. We've got clubs on life, so, uh, life support systems. And then you talk about the story. Yeah? So in New South Wales and Queensland, you've got this wonderful story about the game growing and it's in schools and you've got all these development pathways. What can the NRL do here in New Zealand? Because I think you should take over the national body. What can you do to bring that New South Wales, Queensland state feel and development here to New Zealand where it's hard, it's lacking? It's a great question. Uh, we don't take for granted the fact that New Zealand is an unbelievable nursery of mm. talent um, for the NRL competition. But most importantly, as you say, um, you know, we're, our game with the National Rugby League, we're not actually national in Australia and we're international because well, we're very fortunate to have the Warriors. But we are, if you think about this area, Australia, New Zealand, the Pacific, rugby league can really make a difference in communities from the grassroots up. Um, and I think your question is excellent because what it talks about is the collaboration and the partnership approach that we need in order to invest in schools and clubs from the grassroots up, boys and girls, men and women, competitions, age group competitions, so that we have a thriving uh, development and nursery. So we don't see players leaving to pursue dreams at another club or, or in Australia, that they're able to actually have a genuine pathway all the way up um, in, in New Zealand. And uh, that's going to take some work, but we, the, the Australian Rugby League Commission is right behind the role we can play, together with New Zealand Rugby League and Auckland Rugby League and, of course, uh, Maori Rugby League, the Warriors. Um, we all need to come together and figure out what our long-term plan is to invest from the grassroots up and, more importantly, create opportunities for talent to be developed, coached um, and, and, uh, and play here for as long as possible. I think that, that's a great goal. NRL CEO Andrew Abdo is joining us. Just a couple of quick ones before we let you go, Andrew. Uh, firstly, you might have heard rumours of this side of the ditch. Tony Kemp's being a big uh, driver on it. Um, another New Zealand team in the NRL. And we've got Redcliffe joining next year and there's talk of an 18th team. Are the conversations happening for a potential New Zealand team and would you be open to, to looking at another New Zealand team? A couple of, couple of, you said a couple of quick ones. I mean, it's a big conversation, <laughs> but it's an important one. Yeah, so, you, this, this is the man behind the campaign. I can, I can stay here until 10. <laughs> yeah. So, you, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, first, first things first, right? We've, uh, next year for us is about uh, getting to 17 men's teams with the Dolphins coming in, making that successful. Uh, and then, of course, our women's competition going from six to 10 teams and making that successful. 
the, the growth of the women's competition is incredibly important for us, and we want the Warriors back in the NRLW as soon as possible. Um, and ultimately, uh, yes, uh, you know, going to 18 teams allows us to have an extra match, allows us to have a rivalry here mm. in New Zealand. Um, mm. That's exciting. Of course, that is, uh, that, that's, a, that's a possibility down the track. We've got more work to do on that. Um, that's not something that and, – and the conversation we had earlier is linked. Like the investment in participation and pathways 100%. and developing talent is all linked. And yeah. you want to build to the opportunity to have that, that, you know, a pathway where you might have two elite teams here um, in, uh, that, that, that you could play for. Um, would be crazy not to consider another team here, but we are some you – know, to be realistic, we are a few years away from uh, having a, you know, looking at that in detail. Mm. Um, but first things first, we've got to make sure that we, uh, w- we get next year right and, and, and the years that, that follow in terms of the foundations for rugby league in New Zealand more broadly. Well, I think the fact that we're here tonight, sell, uh, sold out Mount Smart, the Warriors are back home and the NRL still going, I think it's a testament to all the work you guys have done, Andrew. So uh, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, travel safe back to Australia and hopefully we'll see you here in a couple of weeks' time or, or next year. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. S-E-N-Z. NRL CEO Andrew Abdo, you must have really enjoyed that one, Kempi. Mate, I did because he answered uh, a lot of burning questions uh, for me in rugby league. One of them that really stuck out was this nursery of talent, unbelievable talent. That's how he described it. And when you've got the CEO of the NRL and talking about the commission that want to support this game, it's not about giving it cash. It's about setting a structure up properly. I seriously um, do believe that the NRL need to take over the New Zealand Rugby League. It's a basket case. It has been for years. And they should come in and, and create a pathway system like New South Wales and Queensland, support it financially with the resource and build it here in New Zealand so the Warriors can have the players to, to pick from. Six away from nine, Andrew Abdo, Tony Kemp, Sam Hewitt. What a fantastic interview. We'll catch up with Smithy in just a wee bit. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.